You're on the air. You're live. Uh-uh. Yeah, you're live with Huffman Stapes. Can this you believe it? The test. And Jackie. I've got a song I prepared for Joe for this week. Yeah. <laughs> Joe's table again. That's all I get. Yeah, so before we get out of here, Jackie, this is like a big, big weekend for it's you, right? Weekend. This is a huge weekend. It's like weekend. a make or break weekend. Because? Because Spencer is going to meet my mom. And he wants to lock no, up a girl. Chair Bear, do you mind no. if I put a fucking ring on it? Stage Radio Show live as usual on a Tuesday night here from Woodland Hills, California on the Toad Hop Network. 888-520-4374 is the telephone number. You're going to want to use it tonight because we got Chris Grosso coming on in a little bit. He is <laughs> newly single, so you can call either to play Uh-oh. the game tonight, Grosso Gories, or uh, you can just call in to talk to him, do whatever you want. We are here we are uh, going to be live for the next two hours right here on the Toad Hop Network at Toad Hop Network on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Toad Hop Network. And actually, if the people in the uh, green room can hear me, I think Grosso is trying to get in through the back gate and can't get in. So someone's got to go let them in. Oh. Hopefully they can hear me out there. Hopefully Usually it's just out. everyone out there talking to each other, ignoring whatever show is actually on the air and getting shit-faced. So yeah. if you're listening, please go let Chris Grosso in through the Iron Gate. But they'll hear this in like a few seconds. They right? will. On a, on a slight delay. delay. <laughs> Chris will be in in 10 to 20 minutes if things go to plan. That'll work out perfect. Uh, I am Scott Huff. I am one of the hosts of the show. Joe Stapleton is out. And uh, we've got the Kevin Klein at the Kevin Klein on Twitter, host of the Playboy Morning Show, a real radio host coming into our humble digs here uh, to do our podcast. Hello, Kevin. This is impressive. I'm blown away. The last studio you had, you shared space with a gynecologist. It was, it was, it was, I actually sat in stirrups when I filled in to do the show, which was really strange. And uh, now you actually have a real studio with microphones, and it's uh, I'm blown away. They don't know this, but the original podcast you did, you guys all just spoke into uh, cell phones. Yeah. Now there's computers and everything. This is like an Amish's worst nightmare. Yeah, meanwhile, meanwhile, he still feels the need to bring his own one-upman one up men head headphones. Yeah, cans. I saw that. He's got his own cans now. Yeah, last so. time you came with gold. Last time you came on the show, you came in with gold cans. Right, I thought they were a little bit too boisterous. <laughs> boisterous. So. Now you have the Playboy <laughs> cans. with bright white ones with giant Playboy bunnies on the side. I like to go incognito. <laughs> <laughs> How many different fancy headsets do you have? For uh, uh, I mean, you've been around the the, the industry, so yeah, to speak, well, for a long know, time. The, the thing about these headphones is, you spend, as much money as you spend on them, they, they last maybe two weeks. I mean, that's it. I mean, the, every pair of headphones I have got duct tape on it. They look. Why do you have particularly sweaty ears? Or I think it what's might, the situation? Yeah, I think I have a fat. I think I all whenever I eat, it goes right to my face probably. So I think I just constantly bust through headphones. <laughs> wow, you just yeah. split headphones. I just split in half. them in half. Wow, it's, just, it's a disgusting habit of mine. So now I have to get like a new pair every week. It's uh, very expensive, but that's probably not true. He's probably like one of those guys where if, if they did like a cribs, if you ever were like <laughs> successful <laughs> enough and rich enough to do a crib, you're like, yo, this is where it all goes right. down. It's my headphone closet. Right. That would be impressive. Headphone enough. after headphone. You're ever watching episode of Cribs and someone is showing off their headphone collection. <laughs> they don't have that much money. Let me just tell you that right now. Ah, forget about the driveway. I got no cars in there. So check out these headphones. Check out my headphone closet. Earbuds. My earbuds, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, coming up later on the show, I mean, it is jam-packed. We've got a jam-packed program. Very, very interesting show. Very great show for everyone coming up. Very funny comedian. Mike Polk will be on the program. He is, uh, he is the guy who wrote, directed, 
and uh, sang, I guess, on the track, uh, the hastily made Cleveland tourism videos that have millions of hits. Is on he the YouTube. guy that's doing this too at one point? Like, oh yeah, he's just standing out yeah, in the middle of the road. Like, and they're like, we yeah. think this is art or something. Yeah, he's like what? And he's just standing around, and now he has a new video out where he yells and screams at the Cleveland Browns stadium for a while. And uh, so he's going to come on the show. And I don't know. I, I kind of want to pick his brain about how to do a viral <laughs> video. I've never had a video get more than like a thousand hits. No, when you have a subject as interesting as Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, what the shit? <laughs> it pretty much writes itself. I mean, come on. <laughs> I've been to Cle- I got a lot of family in Cleveland. And, and he tries to make those tourism videos to make Cleveland look really shitty. But the tourism, the videos he does actually makes Cleveland look better than it <laughs> is. <laughs> really? Like, I wish it was that exciting. Because he's like, we got a bus and we got trees sometimes. And I'm like, I don't see any of that stuff when I was there. That's awesome. No, the last thing I knew about Cleveland, this is the only thing I bring up anytime someone talks about Cleveland. I'm like, didn't they actually have a curfew for race riots a couple years ago? Like, when was the last time you what? saw a good race riot? And they, yeah, they were, people had to be in bed or at least in their houses by like 8 o'clock. I'm actually on raceriots.com right now watching a great one. So. <laughs> I'm not fair to answer that question because I am I'm watching right now what appears to be a very fair fight between Asians and blacks. So let me just say, <laughs> it's not only a race riot, it's a riot. <laughs> so, I love it. So Mike Polk will be coming up a little bit later on, and uh, we're going to play Grosso Gorius. Grosso just got here. They actually let him in. That's great. He's probably being mauled by a dog in the green room right now, but Dude, Grosso will come on. He was, probably at, a na- he was probably at a neighbor's house for the last five minutes, like, yeah. yo, let me in. It's Grosso. <laughs> Someone's like, what are you doing? He's like, I made a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they can't understand a word. He's saying, no, get no this man off my saying. property. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have a Harry Krishna outside trying to sell us something. Like, it's not Harry I'm from Baston. I've been working on the accent for the Gra- Grosso game, and usually the problem is I slip in and out of it, and then it just sounds like I feel like some weird British guy. Yeah, that wasn't really, I, that wasn't <laughs> really a Boston accent. I can't I do think. it. I try it desperately. All I can do is like, wicked, wicked retarded. That's the only thing I can do kind of Boston, but then any, everything like slips into some other weird tongue. Well, like I'm speaking in tongues. It's good because the answer to every question is wicked retarded. So perfect. It turns You're out in. you you win. Now, if you want to play Grosso Gorius, triple eight five two zero four three seven four is our telephone number. Eight 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 five two zero Huff Show. And uh, basically, the game is is pretty simple. It's trivia, but you must answer in the form of a Grosso. So if the answer is car, you must answer ca, or you get no points because Chris Grosso can barely speak the English language. Yet, by the way, makes probably three times my salary. So this is a great game for illiterates. <laughs> And slow adults mm-hmm. to do very well. <laughs> so call in later on for that. Uh, I think the big news of the day, obviously, is that, uh, as you heard in our in our intro that recapped what's been going on the last couple of weeks on the show, you look perplexed right now, Jack. You look a little perplexed. upset. Perplexed. Jackie Brace. Uh, Does Jackie ever not look perplexed? Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you should see her read the news every week. She looks so perplexed. You what can is, tell? Yeah, oh, yes. Oh. It is... Great. Only on two syllable words. Uh, Jackie's boyfriend, Clint, was in town for some sort of nerd convention in San Francisco and decided to pop by Salinas to meet the parents, to meet the mom, to meet Cherish, Cherish Bray, if you can believe that that's the name of an adult. And uh, <laughs> Cherish, I don't know, Cherish Bread. Don't hate on Chair Bear. Like Someone who doesn't dance for money. Yeah, like an adult star, yeah. not an adult. <laughs> that's a, that's no. The- so take us through, take us seriously. Everyone's interested because this was the big thing. Last week on the show, you said that if things did not go well with Cherish, yeah, that you would actually consider cutting things off with Clint, which of course got a hip, hip, hooray from all the fans because they thought, well, I have a chance. Maybe Clint blows it <laughs> and we can get back in. Mm-hmm. Probably from some people hanging out in the green room too. You never know. People are out lurking around hoping that things would would be blown up after he met Cherish. <laughs> I kept asking people outside. I'm like, which podcast do you do? They're like, no, no, man. We're just here to see Jackie. <laughs> 
I'm like, really? You don't do a podcast? They're like, no, no, I'm just, I'm just here to look at Jackie. There's a lot of people around this studio. I think Frank oh, sells tickets to his garage. <laughs> it's like horny guys, IOUs. I'll get you next time, Frank. So, uh, well, I did, he visits and... Well, I told my mom on my drive home about what you were saying, about how you think Clint was going to pull her aside and ask her... You know, something that for your hand in marriage. Yeah, yeah. And I was, and I was like, yeah, that was kind of funny. And she goes, oh, well, if he asks, I'm saying no. Really? <laughs> yeah. Just like that? Yeah. And I was like, well, I, I have a feeling they're joking. You know, there's and, moms uh, on the fucking Bachelor who say yes to like this creepy sure. TV star who right. just walks in and is yeah. like, I want to marry your daughter. We met three days ago. I fucked everyone in the house. <laughs> but can I have a hand in marriage? And they're like, yep. yeah, of course. <laughs> well, instead, Clint pulled her mom aside and asked to borrow a diaphragm, which was really <laughs> weird because that's <laughs> oh, uncomfortable. God. And why would you ever want to borrow that from your mom? That's just strange. No. So disgusting. He didn't ask for that, did he? No. Okay, just making sure. That's the rumor that I just started. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she so, said she would say no right off the bat. Yeah. Based on was, what? Facebook pictures? She was what just, he does for a living? No, what she was she was like, no I don't know him. Who who would dare ask me that on the first meeting? She's so conservative, that yeah. Cherish. Yeah, and I was like, it's it, that's not going to happen. Cherish so. doesn't believe in true love. Cherish is a little <laughs> bit damaged, I think. I don't know what the deal is. She just doesn't believe. <laughs> I'm saying she doesn't believe in she, true love, apparently. What if yeah, he just she was like, I'm madly in love with your daughter. I want her hand in marriage. Why should she just say no? How could she pre, pre have the preconception that she would necessarily say no to Clint? She, you right. just have to get to know. My mom needs to get to know you so that she can, um, I don't know, be okay with. I hope, by the way, I hope this story ends with, she said she was going to say no, but we're getting married, so. (laughs) No. um, Who knew Scott was such a romantic? He he really wants this happy ending. He wants a rom-com ending. He can't wait for New Year's Eve to hit theaters. (laughs) In theaters, January 16th. He's he's got his tickets, he knows. (laughs) Uh, Well, we we met my mom for breakfast, and um, that was about it. And my mom just, she took me, it took her like an hour, because I did the whole texting, like, so, what'd you think? You, you like him? Is that okay? Oh, wait. So after you guys have the meeting, you yeah. are then on the ride home, you're already texting her for her response. Yeah. Oh, and that then- would have been a disaster. <laughs> if I had texted my mom for like, hey, what did you think? And like she writes back like a uh, like pound sign and then disconnects the phone. Like she would have no idea. She's waiting for a response back. My mom would have no <laughs> fucking idea what, what was going on. She would just text back a bunch of gibberish and then like she'd somehow... Change her calling plan in the process. <laughs> Your mom actually she got back. her minutes. Yeah, she, her she minutes. got back to me an hour later. Oh, that's pretty she, good. Yeah, and she said, "I like him. I think he's nice." That's it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That's such an uneventful that's, breakfast. That's I mean, really did anything happen at breakfast? Did he tell any off-color stories? No. Did but he like risk it? You know, he told a really off-color story when we were what? in. Um, <laughs> no, remember when we were in Philadelphia? He told a really like off-color story about Noah's dad's friend or something. I think the word "pussy hair" made it into the uh, oh, story. Yeah. In mixed company. Yeah, so did. I just I didn't know if maybe the pussy hair story made it again no. for uh, for the meeting the mom. <laughs> tell her put that one in the back pocket. More, for the, mom the pussy hair is more of a brunch story. I don't know if you want to break <laughs> it at breakfast necessarily. No, I said before he met her though. I said, look, there's one thing. My dog Noodle, she's getting really old, and my mom, my sister, think it's hilarious to joke about her dying. And I said they're gonna make jokes about it. I said, please just don't jump on that bandwagon because I'll cry. Mm-hmm. And he totally just went with it and was like making Noodle dying jokes mm. at breakfast. So I think that. So she was like, I like him, and you were like, I don't anymore. <laughs> yeah, asshole. I was like, walk home. <laughs> That sounds like yeah. some or that's some meal right there. Dead dog jokes, uh, pussy hair stories. <laughs> man, oh it's man! Just the usual so when ma- Clint's around. You guys probably your appetite was probably going nuts by the time the food got there. <laughs> so nothing really, nothing came out of it. Nothing that's really. What happened. Not, we didn't not spend shit. a whole lot of time with her though. So we just had breakfast. You just and gave a bread. You just eased them on for a breakfast, and that was it. Yeah. And he didn't ask her for your hand in marriage. No. 
I don't understand why he doesn't do it. Like, I mean, honestly, I'm not, I'm quite. Stop it. No, seriously, I'm not, I don't understand it. Kevin, you know, you're a man who spends a lot of time around, um, varying levels of romance. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, at this point, he's, he's like 30, he's 30 or, or 31. Right. Is he 30 or 31? 30. He's 30. He's established in the city. He's found a girl who's younger than him, more mm-hmm. attractive than he is. That's true. At this point, wh- I mean, what the hell? I mean, I know you, you guys have only been dating for what, like a year? Yeah. Still though, what the hell is he waiting so for? Like at this point, what is he really waiting for? We should for? probably live in the same state first. No, no, so here's the thing. You have a normal name, Scott. I got a normal name, Kevin. If you get a name like Clint, mm-hmm. there's certain rules. And one of those rules is you're like a desperado, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like you can't just, uh. Mark's gonna be your own drummer. Can't just start throwing rings on every finger that he, uh, you know. <laughs> Whatever, whatever you do with your fingers, mm-hmm. you know he's got to go. He's got to be Clint. He's got to live up to his name. He's, right? He's the Clint man. Can't bring down a Clint man. That's the thing. He's gonna be single forever. Can't lasso the Clint man. Nah, you can't yeah, lasso. Probably. What's he? A motorcycle, right? Two. What does he drive? <laughs> no. He definitely does not ride uh, a subway. subway I'm sure. yeah. He has a horse. What does he have? Hey, you can't. Uh, you can't tie this guy down. Yeah. I don't think he's ever gonna do it. And I think wow, that's I great. That. I think it's great because I think Jackie's uh, got a lot of guys in demand. I saw that even the dogs out here, the animals are waiting for you too. <laughs> At the old building, you had the janitor that would just wait for you in the <laughs> yeah. hall, and you'd yeah. like you'd have to flirt with him just for him to let you into the bathroom, and then he would hug you uncomfortably long. Yeah. You finally move out here. You're all you're miles away. You're in Woodland Hills. You think you're safe, and there's a dog waiting for you. Red Rocket out Ready in the green room. Yeah. Oh, God, Red Rocket. We don't talk about the oh. lipstick on the show. Oh, I'm, sorry. I, I, I'm so very disturbed thing. by the lipstick. It's the one thing I won't talk about. I just don't go there. That's where you draw the lines on this <laughs> bottle. The lipstick. The lipstick. You guys are... You know what? Actually, the more I think about it, you guys are fucking doomed, actually. You guys are so doomed. Probably. That sounds like the worst parent meeting ever. Like, nothing. You guys... She didn't want to even, like, hang out with you guys and get a coffee well, afterwards. No, like, so we had, she's like, all right, well, I met him. Get no, out of here. I kind of like him. We had breakfast and went back to my mom's house. But, like, we went to the aquarium and, like, did a bunch of stuff after. Yeah. So. What's that a euphemism for? Yeah. Did you get laid? Actually, that's the only thing that's ever interesting about this. Yeah. He, was he willing to bang oh, you more yeah. than once? Don't say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah no, like, like then I can tell you I was, like, surprised. Oh, you got it more than once? Oh, yeah. Like... A few times. Really? A few yeah. times. Did he yell out Cherish during it? <laughs> I don't think so. You know, I actually think that, uh, I hate to, to argue with you, Scott, but I think this was a very successful meeting because I think you don't, the whole idea with the first meeting with the other people's folks, you just don't want to ruffle feathers. You know, you kind of almost want to go in there. You don't want anything good to come out of it. You don't want anything bad. You just you just want to make it through without, like, projectile vomiting on her omelet. <laughs> and that, that's pre- if you can get, like, uh, that part where it's just like, eh, it was kind of neither here nor there, I feel like that's a victory. I think so too. I mean, for my mom, usually, like, she'll just, like, five minutes after meeting a guy I'm dating, she'll just be like, No. She's yeah. gonna, she shakes you mm-hmm. off like Miyagi in part yeah. one. Sorry, honey, I don't know how to say this, but he's a little black for my life. <laughs> <laughs> you find something in a whiter version, please. Thank you. <laughs> find something in a taupe. Oh, be very nice of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> we don't know, even though your mom, we just made her a complete racist. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I figure she probably does like white guys better. Yeah. Did she, and did she mention, did religion come up? Because you said she was going to have a problem with the no. fact that he wasn't a believer. No, it no. didn't. It was all good. Yeah. All right. Well, good for you. Congratulations. What, glad you got, I'm glad you got laid a couple What would you order for breakfast, Seth? Uh, <laughs> what I order for yeah. breakfast? How's this relevant, Counselor? Well, I was just <laughs> very curious as to, uh, you know, a lot of times when I get stuck, uh, you know, with the meal with the with uh, the woman's folks, or whenever, anytime I had to go out to a meal, like first, especially the first meal with the chick you're, you're with, I never order what I end up wanting to order because I'm like, I'll be a disaster. Like, you know, a place where I want to get like, ribs, and I'm like, oh, I want to look like I just... <laughs> A punch in the face afterwards, a like barbecue sauce all over my you're fingers. You're not worried about slob. price. Yeah, you're not worried about price. Well, yeah, I'm worried yeah, about price. Yeah, all that. T- of course, yeah. yeah I go but with, breakfast I, I, is tough. What can you order that's that expensive? I end up with some like the, uh, thing I don't want, like a salad. I'm like, well, at least it'll be kind of. At least I won't make a mess of myself with this. Then I'm miserable afterwards. You order a salad? 
I, I don't know if I would do that necessarily, but whatever I know, I know I never order what I actually want. So I'm saying, did he actually order like a bacon sort mm-hmm. of what you would call it, or was he? Um, I think we kind of got the same thing. Oh, we just got like disgusting. eggs and uh, oh, fine. Jesus Christ! I think he got bacon. I don't know. If he didn't get bacon, you should dump him. <laughs> Unacceptable. It looked like a manly breakfast. Right, fair enough. Yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah, I'll well, give him credit. Good, good for you guys. Good for you guys. It sounds yeah. like things are going. Now that equally, we're doomed. No, it sounds like no. It sounds like things are going equally uneventfully for you guys. You you have a long distance relationship where you have generally have sex on average once when you see each other for a week, and things are just going. That's a nice plotting pace. You guys should be married by about two thousand thirty. <laughs> You guys, yeah. it's baby yeah. steps. Yeah, baby steps for you. <laughs> baby guys. steps. Since the last time you were on the show, Kevin, we've been really, uh, we've been really riding the uh, college sports. We, we've been giving college sports kind of a, a rough go here mm-hmm. since the last time that you were on the show. And actually, at first it was just about Penn State. And then I realized we're going to have an actual orange man on the show tonight. Yeah. We have not touched the Bernie Fine thing at all since oh, since good, you've been on the show. Nice we kind of left it alone. We kind of left it touched. We haven't left. We have left it completely alone. And then meanwhile, you're on the show, and I got to say. Uh, now maybe I'm stupid. I haven't been reading as much on it because it's not as sensationalized as Sandusky, who it seems like it seems like his sole purpose in life was to try to molest every underprivileged kid in the entire world. Like That's every right. second another kid comes out, he wasn't going to rest until he had raped all of them, mm-hmm. every single one humanly possible. I don't know if I buy this Bernie Fine thing. It seems kind of weird. It yeah, seems kind of weird to me. are you are you believing that well, you're, you're you know I know, I know Bernie Fine personally really. Yes, I was called into Bernie Fine's office, and this is not a joke, I truly was. It was my junior year of college, I think, at Syracuse. And he called me in, and we had a meeting because there was some tomfoolery hijinks going on where a fraternity on campus that he was somehow affiliated with, he was like an alumni of, uh, ended up taking over the house that my fraternity used to live in when we got thrown out because we threw a beach party and we had too much sand and it collapsed the floor so that we lost the house, basically. Okay. So the next year we go back to campus and there's a new fraternity that he's responsible for living there. And the guys, the drunk idiots that were in my fraternity didn't want to accept the fact that we no longer live there. So they would just go get drunk and then go to their old room and kick the guys out of their bed. And just like sleep in the bed, like they just say to some kid, they didn't, "Hey, you're in my room, get the fuck out." And then they would like bang a, they'd like bang a chick in their old room. And so Bernie, I was at the time I was the president, and Bernie said, "I want to meet with you." And I go to his office, and we talk for like half an hour. He's very sweaty. He's sweaty all the time. That's the thing. A lot of times people are sweaty all the time. You assume they must be uh, they must be you know uh, kitty touchers because they're always constantly sweating, right? And he was very sweaty. Most kid touchers are constantly sweaty. It's like very it's, sweaty. It's people. weird how kid. There isn't even one attractive. There's never been an attractive kid toucher. No. I don't think in the history of the world, they're no. all fucking gross, right. and they have all the gross trappings of being a horrible child molester. So I, I, physically, you <laughs> look true. at him and you say, "Well, yeah, he does kind of fit the resemblance." Like I could see a sketch artist drawing a pretty, you know, a fatter guy, sweaty, has big rosy cheeks. In retrospect, when this story comes out, I actually, and all these people are coming forward and Bernie Fine did this, Bernie Fine did that. I'm, at, I'm thinking to myself, I sat in his office for a half an hour, door closed. I was a svelte 150 pounds college junior. He didn't even so much as wink at me. But I, I was, I'm actually like hurt by the whole thing. Like That's the second time in my life that I've been in close proximity to someone who was uh, busted as like a inappropriate adult. With the a child. second time? The second time. I had a, I had a guy that was used to be a camp counselor. Oh, it God. slept in the bed two feet from me, and five years after that, he wanted nothing to do with me. Like, if I was walking by an Italian, he'd look the other way, <laughs> and then I find out five years later, he had some whole thing going on with kids all over the place. This is the second, t- and I start looking back, I must have been a, 
hideous child, and I couldn't get anything from <laughs> either of these people. The not even like, not even like an attempt, not even like an off-color remark, not even like a hey, bend over, pick up my pencil. Nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> so I don't know. Did Bernie find that a wink? I, it is, uh, you know, a black eye, or some people like to say a brown eye on Syracuse sports. Uh-huh. That's one of my favorite ones. Uh, but, you know, uh, did he do it? I don't fucking know. There's, uh, I think that there's a lot of weird shit going on. What that I heard, wife of his is creepy. Well, yeah, here's that, what I heard that, about uh, this. Uh, I know some guys that used to play um, basketball at Syracuse, and the story on the street, and this was the story for a while. I don't think this is even out there in, like, ESPN zone yet or whatever. Is that that's what they call ESPN? So yeah, the they always take it right to the restaurant. Right to the restaurant. <laughs> if the news breaks, they break it between the appetizers, <laughs> potato skins, and breaking pedophile news. <laughs> Come to the ESPN zone. Is that he used to have these players like this? One of the this alleged because I don't want to get anyone in trouble here. Right. That he was big into <laughs> watching his wife bang the players. Uh, see, you know that actually makes sense now like, that I've heard like the phone calls. They that had a lot of sense. like, like, like the, the players would come by, like, yeah, yeah, you put it, you set a good pick last week against uh, against you know UNC. Why don't you come over and bang my wife? Oh my god! See the equivalent of getting a sticker on your helmet in college football. You know, have you seen his wife? That's not exactly a reward for setting a good pick. Nah, I gotta say, not, not you know, a big reward. I can see black guys being into that. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> much with the black guys. Well, I'm just saying, I think you know, it's like an older woman, and yeah. You know, so I don't know. They're, I think they had a lot of weird sexual things going on. Seems like it. The bottom line is, I think if you if you dig deep enough in any of our sex lives, Jackie mostly, because that's what I want to go back to. But there's always <laughs> a lot of weird stuff happening. So I don't think it's any different over there at the fine household. I hope. Although part of me does feel like if you're a ball boy. I'm not going to say it. Never mind. I take it back. You'll have to wait till after the break for that one. Triple eight five two zero four three seven four is the telephone number. This is the Huff and Stapes Radio Show on the Toad Hop Network. Still to come, Mike Polk of the hastily made Cleveland tourism videos, and Chris Grosso is in studio. Stick around. This is Huff and Stapes.
The Huff and Stapes Radio Show on the Toad Hop Network. At Huff Stapes on Twitter is where you can find us, at Toad Hop Network, uh, for all of the network of shows here. The family at Toad Hop, Facebook.com slash Toad Hop Network. Go like us. Get on it, folks. Still coming up on the show, we got Mike Polk of the hastily made Cleveland Tourism video. He'll be on uh, around 10 o'clock. And Grasso, who we just bumped for Mike Polk, because Mike was supposed to be on right now. He's running a little bit late. Grasso's being bumped. Oh, he's been bumped. Goss has been bumped. Yeah, he's going to have to sit in the green room now and hang out. You're going to put him on at some point, or he's just, you just made him drive out here for no reason? <laughs> that would be so brutal. You should book a guest every week for the sole intention of bumping them. Bumping them all the way. <laughs> Came all the way up to Woodland Hills. Sorry, couldn't make it to you this yeah, week. Why don't couldn't you start booking people, tell them the segment's called The Weekly Bump, and don't tell them about it. They come out here, <laughs> you can wait around, and then you just go out there and tell them, I'm sorry, you've been bumped. <laughs> if you want to play the game, it is Grasso Gories. It is simple trivia. If you have half a brain, you should be able to uh, figure it out and compete with Chris Grasso, who, by the way, Chris Grasso has never lost at this game. He's actually quite an intelligent, well-read young man. Yeah, I'm nervous now mm-hmm. at this point. I, I I was thinking as soon as you said it was challenging one of the Grasso brothers, because I've gone out with you and I've played golf with them a few times. I was hoping it was the dumber of the Grasso brothers. But it's the smarter of the Grasso brothers. <laughs> wow. That's so evil. He listens to this show, too. Nick actually listens. Chris never listens. Oh, well, in that case, yeah, I didn't say which one I was referring to, by the way. So you He just... listens to your show, too, by the way. Well, well in that Nick case... Nick Grasso actually listens Not to your anymore. show, supports you as a friend. <laughs> They're both highly intelligent Grassos. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. Two brilliant Grassos. That's right. <laughs> God, I am so fucking wrecked. I actually, I was at work today, and uh, my boss, I think, thought I have, I, I was like hungover or have like a coke habit or something. Mm-hmm. He was like, you look, you look awful. Which is a weird thing for a boss to tell you, but that's what happens when you sleep at least one night a week for the, the past three weeks on an airplane. Like I know one la- night of sleep on an airplane is not good. I know last last week you were sick or you were getting over from your food poisoning <laughs> at the airport, which is shocking that you can't eat good seafood at an airport anymore. But <laughs> you know the things I learned from listening to this podcast. But it is amazing when someone has a stomach problem. It, you pretty much they could go one of two ways. It could be horrible stomach issues or they're. They have a serious cocaine problem, and you and you don't really know because they both they're both going to the bathroom constantly. They're both uh, probably mm-hmm. losing weight right before your very yeah. eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're both you know got, kind of got the shaky, got the Jimmy legs. You know, so it's like you can't really tell. Sweaty, yeah, sweaty, no, sweaty the whole yeah. thing. You know, so it's, uh, it's I'm just making sure you're okay. Co- is- yeah, well, you told me I look skinny too, Jack. Do I look skinny to you? Do I look thinner to you? Like just in general? No, you're wearing like a sweater. No, but I mean just in, like in my grill. Do you look, like, I don't a know. Do I look emaciated. Yeah, I don't know. So you like look this, a lit, like, now that you kind of say something, you yeah, look like you've thinned It's not out. good. You it's, know, like, it always precedes some horrible disease. You look very unhealthy. Yeah, it's weird. Everyone keeps telling me I look thin. Colors. I don't know. I know, but I, there's no color to be had. <laughs> I don't, I'm don't. i working all the time, but I'm just worried, because mm-hmm. whenever people tell you you're losing weight's never really good. If well, like chicks, would, yeah. chicks like to hear that regardless yeah. of what's happening. They don't care if, yeah. they, have, yeah. if, they, if they have leprosy and their limbs are falling <laughs> off. You're like, you're losing weight. Like, isn't it amazing? <laughs> they fucking hobble over with one leg. All right, let's get to the news. Jackie's got some news. I think we mm-hmm. lost uh, our fill-in engineer because Nick, a.k.a. Steven the Engineer, which is he, he is definitely Steven the Engineer tonight, yeah. is broken down on the side of the road on the 405 somewhere. So, uh, Jackie, Selfish. what's in the news? Okay, well, kids may not be sexting as much as we thought. Uh-oh. New research finds that only 7% of children ages 10 to 17 created, appeared in, or received a sexually suggestive photo in the past year. Wait, 7%? Yeah. Okay. From 10 to 17. From 10 to 17. Now, contrary to fears that nude photos created and sent by children are ricocheting across the Internet, only 1% of photos that kids created or appeared in were graphic enough to be considered child pornography. Oh, that's that's um, comforting. Yeah. <laughs> the real loser here is the college uh, coaches. <laughs> Those are the real losers. <laughs> Past data shows that up to one in five kids sexed. 
But those findings may be inflated because one study included 18 to 19 year olds whose images would technically not be considered child porn. You know, a couple of things about this. I think that the sexting thing, when it was like going crazy, I feel like, the, what was it, like a, six months ago, a year ago, it was really going crazy. Every story was sexting, sexting was on right, the rise. Right. I just think that was like pervy adults who were jealous probably that sexting didn't <laughs> exist when yeah. they were around. But it was like, it was all the rage that sexting was happening everywhere. And I just think that was like creepy adult fantasy that that's what teenagers were doing all the time, were spending, using their cell phones to sext. Well, it is a technology that hadn't been around when we were younger i would have taken full advantage of it to, to this day i still hear about a story that happened when i was younger i got a naked picture of a girl in my it wasn't weird because i was in junior high and she was in junior high and i got a polaroid of her naked and i was so excited that i got this photo that i felt the need to walk around and show it to every neighbor that would answer their door <laughs> no and finally like by the time i got to the third neighbor's house they like called my folks and they're like yeah your son is uh showing off pictures of some naked girl from his school <laughs> in junior high yeah i was very proud of that and and, uh, in fact, that's still my move today, ladies, if you send stuff my way. But but the point is... It, it, that's how he gets all of his jobs. Yeah, that's, that's how he got the Playboy game. He's like, check this out. Check out these Polaroids. But the thing is, is like, you know, I think that if that were around now, uh, I don't believe those stats at all because I think that Everyone would take advantage of that. Why would you? Not? If you're, if you're, yeah, if you're yeah. in high school, so you don't believe seven. You don't believe seven percent. You think seven percent is bullshit? It's way no, higher. Way higher. It's got to be ninety percent. So you're one of the creepy adults who I was just talking <laughs> yeah, about that's me. 10 seconds ago. But from, who thinks from everyone 10 is to sexting. 17, though, like 10-year-olds doing this? Uh, no, I don't really think about that. that I, I would, I'm really thinking about 17, 16 and 17-year-old well, girls. Well, that's what they're in, saying. In, in, in certain states is really who I'm thinking about. <laughs> I'm not going certain in, states and certain countries. Yeah, yeah I'm not And not having here. them trafficked over state yeah. lines, but I would happen to be in the county that they lived in at the time when the sexting <laughs> was taking place. I don't like the fact they group all uh, all those people. To, like, for instance... Uh, that's weird uh, to group uh, 10 and 17. That's very different, ten and seventeen. Ten year old could still get a, like a cut rate ticket at the movies or whatever. They could eat free at uh, you know Ruby Tuesdays. Seventeen year olds not eating free at Ruby Tuesdays, no. <laughs> and that should really be the age of consent is when you can stop eating free at Ruby Tuesdays. Yeah. Okay, excuse me, I want to see some ID. Can you eat free at Ruby Tuesdays? No, all right, let's do this. The age of consent to say I'm not going to Ruby Tuesdays. If there's Ruby Tuesdays on the on the field, play ball. That's that, what I always that's, used to say. That is a very popular <laughs> expression. Everyone's heard that one. Well, yeah, they said that most of the kids that were most likely to sex are ages sixteen to seventeen. Okay. Well, there you go. Of course. Yeah. I would have sexed it. I would have been trying to get every girl to sex. We, you know, this is how fucking old, I guess, old I am. Mm. We had pagers. Like, everyone in Boca had pagers. Yeah. That was, like, the thing. And you would get all, like, gassed up and excited if a girl would page you, like, one, four, three, because that meant I love you. Or, like, one, right. two, three was I miss you. What about or whatever. Eight, oh, eight, S. That was boobs. Oh, <laughs> that was the original text. <laughs> sex. That was sex. Like, oh, oh shit. Man, leave me alone. Chick page, if I turn it upside down, it says boobs. <laughs> I'm going to jerk off to my pager. <laughs> I'm going to jerk off all over this pager. All over this pager. <laughs> Hope my dad, the doctor, doesn't need it anytime soon. <laughs> and there's people dying in the ER, but I've got to finish Got to finish off here. <laughs> she gave me a boobs text. Oh, that would geez. have been so... I, just, and by, by the way, South Florida is the most sexually forward for like teenagers ever. I mean, I was ne- if I had stayed in Massachusetts... I was never getting what stayed. Like I had a choice, but if my parents hadn't moved, I was never getting laid. I would have been mm. like the guy who was like in college getting laid for the first time. In South Florida, it was ridiculous. Girls were just so horny in South Florida. It's like warm weather and whatever, and just like parents were never around, and you know you had a good cross section of 
you know, where I lived in Massachusetts, it was all like upper middle class white people. But right. you had like everything, a melting pot, like a sexual melting pot. There would have been so much sexting. Not, that's my favorite totally thing, by the way, it. Ruby Tuesdays, the sexual melting pot. <laughs> it's, their, it's their special on Tuesdays. signature day. You know, the, uh, the thing that's also weird to think about is like, uh, w- you know, with the sexting and, and everything like that, I, whenever someone hands me their phone and they'll say like, hey, take a picture, you know, of friends, not they don't say yeah. take a picture of my own junk or something. I will inevitably look at, like scroll through the pictures. That oh, they really? Have. do you really? Yeah, do you, uh, you, you go those? backwards into other people's phones? It's a real creepy move. That's a real. Creepy well, they hand move. me the yeah. they hand me the phone. It's not password protected, and it's it, it's like uh, it's like giving a fat kid a big bag of candy, and I'm looking at the phone, and they're posing for the picture. I'm like, hold on, let me uh, you know, smile right, and I'm, I'm scrolling. <laughs> I'm like going really, and I'm getting really like, fast. I'm like scrolling through because inevitably, now these aren't sixteen; these are like you know, adult women. At least they say they are. But I see that you know you don't have to go too far to find some, not even necessarily sexting, but you'll see like her posing for the mirror. In a Bra. Yeah. Go through Jackie's phone right now. You find no, don't, out. Don't touch my yeah, phone. Exactly. Oh, wait see? a second. I'll see tell you right now. Gary wow. and Pam Don't touch my wow. phone. stuff in her phone right now. Everyone's, you know, she'll sit, everyone will sit here and tell the story. Like, I can't believe everyone's sexting that. And then you're like, let me see your phone. Like, no, God, no. <laughs> don't look at my phone. Yeah, what would you say the percentage of 23-year-old girls in this room right now uh, are sexting? 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. But I don't 100%. deny it. Yeah. So there's there's naked gifs. Oh, like on I don't do like right naked now. naked. But there's no. suggestive pictures on your phone. Yeah. No. See. So you're not asking. Does any? Don't you usually ask people to take pictures on your phone, like right before we leave? Haven't we taken pictures with guests and stuff? Um. Well, not anymore. Give me your phone. Right, <laughs> as of right this second. But exactly. you have done that. Let no. me take a picture of you with those headphones on. Give me your phone. Come on. No. <laughs> so wow. some people fall for. It. I'll be like, I'll look through every phone. I'm now. never letting anybody take like take a picture on my phone now. Well, well, I'm not saying everyone does that. I'm just saying I do that. I, I actually, I, I don't know that I've ever done it on a phone because they're right there and I, I don't have the balls that you have. But definitely when people have been like, you know, oh, go check, some, you know, check online for movie tickets on my laptop and their iPhoto is like right there. I'll be like, yeah. whoop, iPhoto, you know, quickly <laughs> scroll through. Yeah, I mean, you know, and there's flack. It's too yeah. easy. It's just too easy. Yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. You want to oh know? Gosh. We're all curious. What can you do? Stay off we're my curious. Stuff, guys. All right. What else is in the news, Jackie? Okay. Well, thieves target toilet paper at New Mexico Diner. A New Mexico restaurant employee says he's now seen it all after three men left his diner with rolls of toilet paper and were nabbed in the parking lot by police. I love that it's the one guy, this guy, the one thing this guy hadn't seen. Oh, I've never seen someone see toilet paper. I've seen the, the seven wonders of the natural world. I've been to the Galapagos Islands, but I have never seen... It's a very unremarkable crime. Like, it's not even an interesting crime. I've like, seen away. it all. Kill me now. I have seen it all. Burgers, Dogs, and Wings employee, Josh Flannery Stewart. Yes, also, Josh Flannery Stewart of Burgers, yeah. Dogs, and Wings had seen it all. Right. Uh, it's royalty. Seen Josh Flannery Stewart III uh, <laughs> from the Flannery Burgers, Stewart clan. Or BDW. He said he was immediately suspicious of the men when they came in on Saturday because they weren't talking and appeared messed up. Huh. The three went into the bathroom and emerged carrying about a dozen rolls of toilet paper. They got in a car in the parking lot, but didn't get far. Albuquerque police had apparently already had the trio under surveillance and quickly surrounded the car and arrested them. <laughs> they were surveilling them? Well, yeah. I, I have a theory. Anytime guys go to the bathroom together, there's something going yeah, on. That's <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, it never happens. If I ever say, hey, come in the stall with me, we're either going to do a pile of cocaine yep. or we're going to commit a crime or something. It's never like just, just uh, you know, hang out while I urinate. No, you're either going to do a pile of cocaine or flush a pile of cocaine. Right. Well, yeah, those are yeah, two yeah, things yeah, that are happening yeah, if you go yeah, to the bathroom with Kevin. Yeah, there's nothing good. If you ever see two guys go in the bathroom together, trust me, a crime is about to be committed. <laughs> but I they're being surveyed, like the cops are already waiting for them. Yeah. 
because they just appeared messed up. Were they, they expecting talking. a much bigger crime to happen? Were these guys like en route to assassinate the president, but they just stopped off to rob the place with <laughs> some toilet paper? That was one of my favorite episodes of 24. That happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, the toilet paper was returned to its rightful owner. So, really? Yeah. Luckily for Josh Flannery Stewart. Stewart. <laughs> Thieves target toilet paper at New Mexico Diner. I guess I have to do this. Now, every once in a while, there comes along a news story that is replete with comedic chestnuts. And when such a story comes along, it is mine's and Kevin's jobs to pick it completely bare of these chestnuts. And in doing so, we must have our news story, Round Robin, Joke Off. Joke Off. Kevin Klein. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the setup, Jackie, or oh. whoever gives me the setup. For Thieves the- target New Mexico, or wait, yeah. Thieves target toilet paper at New Mexico Diner. They got confused when their buddy said, "We got to get that paper, yo." <laughs> I'm starting. I'm starting bad, and then I'm going better. I'm starting weak and going better. <laughs> Gotta get that paper. That's what people uh, call let me, money. Let me get mine. I have to also run the rim shot because uh, Stephen the engineer is broken down. <clears throat> we don't pay anybody don't on this show. It? No, it's fine. You mean there's not a live band in here right now? Why would you? <laughs> why would you pretend that you're just? You see the guy in the drum over yeah, there. Yeah, it's the whole thing right there. Pulling back the veil on the show. So stupid. <laughs> How would you do that? Thieves target toilet paper at New Mexico Diner. The Hollywood movie version is already underway. It's called Oceans Number Two. (laughs) Thieves steal toilet paper at New Mexico Diner. The judge reduced the sentence to six rolls of one ply. (laughs) I should have set up the fact they stole 12 rolls. That would have made that much better. Let me start that one again. Okay, they stole 12 rolls, but the judge... uh, Fuck me. All right, go ahead. Thieves target toilet paper at New Mexico Diner for a clean getaway. They executed the theft from front to back. That's a smart move right there. Mm -hmm. The front to back is always more important. Always, always. Do you want me to set you up? Uh, Yes, please. Thank you. Thieves target toilet paper at New Mexico Diner. Uh, They turned a number two into five to ten. (laughs) Thieves target toilet paper at New Mexico Diner. They'll be detained in a maximum security three-ply prison. Both of us with ply jokes. Doesn't sound very hard to get out of. Three ply prison. I did recently find four ply, by the way, on the shelves. Four no ply? Way. Yeah. And you know, of course, that's. Mm. I'm such a sucker. I'm like, I need that immediately. <laughs> I feel like those rolls are always smaller. I don't like the. Uh, I just. I'm, I'm good with the traditional completely slice your ass into a thousand pieces of toilet paper. Yeah. I'm all right with that. I'm okay. Get more of it. Set it up. Come on. I got a thousand of these things. Oh, you have more? I didn't know. They wrote themselves, really. Of course they did. Okay. Thieves target toilet paper at New Mexico Diner. Uh, And what is being called the worst secret Santa ever? (laughs) Thieves target toilet paper at New Mexico Diner. What a jerk. Who can't spare 75,000 squares? Do you want me to set you up again? No, that's it. I'm done. Okay. I give up. <laughs> well, what else we got you? Okay, well, 90% of us would pull a lever to kill someone, but only if we could save more lives. Virtual reality test finds. Huh. Yeah. So 90% of people admit that they would kill someone, but only if they could save five other lives. Like if they killed that one person, it saved five other people. Got that's it. That's why they would do it. Um. Yeah, the Michigan State University, they did this 3D headset thing where it was kind of, it's basically a video game mm-hmm. where there was a train track and some kind of boxcar on it. And it was, had to go one of two ways. And if it went one way, it was going to kill one person. If it went the other way, it was going to kill five people. So people had to pu- uh, pull a lever to figure out which one it would hit. Who and, they would kill. Yeah. And there were 147 participants and 133 people pulled the switch to um, kill the one person instead of the five. 
This is the worst Amtrak commercial ever. <laughs> <laughs> Start riding the rails again. Yeah. <laughs> you can make the decision. Take take down one miserable person or five. No, but there's like 14 people that are all fucked up and they would rather kill the five hikers than just the I, one. I agree. I don't necessarily think that this is so cut and dry. I probably would have been the guy. I, I am, I'm the least clutch person in the world, so I, I think there was a certain amount of people who just froze up and Well, yeah, 11 decide, people right? couldn't do it. I would have been one of the 11 who freaked out <laughs> and didn't know what to do, even though it was virtual reality and just ruined the fucking experiment by not making a decision. But mm-hmm. in real life, it would depend. And I know it's a split-second decision, but I would want to know. I, I don't necessarily assume that one life is is worse than five i mean th- if it's steve jobs on that track yeah and then five people are like just the ra- the people you spend time with at the post office and at the chipotle every day i am definitely pulling the lever to kill the five people well, i hate to break it steve, steve, jo- steve jobs, jobs already dead so it really <laughs> running is running over his corpse wouldn't really be that much of a problem i can't Aww. save steve jobs no seriously come on yeah five people doesn't necessarily there's not necessarily better i would in every scenario i would have gone option c where i split the train and kill both sets of people <laughs> because then I don't feel any guilt afterwards you know it's like oh my god kill them all didn't, didn't have to make a decision yeah well the study also found that participants who did not pull the switch like you were mm-hmm. more emotionally aroused were emotional wait what does that mean I don't really know wait, if they killed more people they were more emotionally aroused yeah that's what it says that is freaky you're weird, Scott. Yeah, I don't Scott. know. What that, I don't know what that means. I means feel like you guys your, are uh, ascribing some know. something strange. It to get it your boner. Get your boner out of here. Sick. Make me uncomfortable. I just love murdering people with trains. <laughs> I can't believe that they build this whole hypothetical situation and they still put people on trains. Like if you got to build like a, like a whole like made up situation, put me on like a private plane that I can fly into people or something awesome. Put me on like the love boat or I could crash. They put me on a. Wasn't well, their train is a fucking boxcar? Oh, it's even and worse. I saw a picture yeah. of it. It's just like these weird like just like orbs walking. Walking down the train track and run over yeah. my boxcar. I mean, if you got a virtual reality experiment, put me somewhere cool. Don't put me in a stupid train. I could afford that. I could I do that for free. It would be like a hostage situation. Yeah, like you could be... either kill the guy with who has like have all these people hostages, or I don't know, you can kill other people. Well, obviously, you would kill the guy who's taking people hostage, Jack. You're the worst scientist ever. <laughs> of, course you, of course, you would kill the guy. So who's I guess I won't release hostage. my study. Yeah, you shoot the baby in the head three times. <laughs> That'll show that baby to be taken hostage. <laughs> Take you can't get out of baby. the way of a boxcar. Yeah, also, it seems like, you, like well, a slow-moving boxcar. Is it like car. the Donkey Kong boxcar that can like jump track? I, I saw <laughs> someone here in uh, in Hollywood at the Grove, which is the big outdoor fancy mall that has a feels the need to have a trolley that that goes through it at you know one mile an hour. And I actually saw a person get hit by this trolley, <laughs> which was was really remarkable. I mean, they got really injured. Like they they, got, they the trolley ran over their foot. You know, and first of all, the thing has got bells on it. It's got whistles. Got a stupid guy in a hat yelling, "Trolley coming!" It's like you can't miss it. And still, <laughs> someone got hit by it. And in that particular case, that person should just be taken out back and killed in the back of a you know Banana Republic. They should be taken out back and run over by a boxcar. They should a be. Slow because, yeah, if you get hit by a tr- like, if you really cannot survive a, a trolley hit- hitting you, you don't deserve to live. See now, if it's five of those people, or like Warren Buffett, mm-hmm. of course I want the boxcar to kill five of these idiots that can't get out of the way of a trolley. So I don't <laughs> see. It's like I don't even get that. I don't get that. I would be asking for background. I'd be the annoying guy in the study who's like, "Well, who's on the first? Who's the one guy on the first track? Is it Gandhi? Right." Is the five people like members of the insane clown posse on the other side? Obviously, I know which way <laughs> I'm sending the fucking box. I just need to find out which group my bookie's in, and that's yeah. the group that gets it. <laughs> oh, thank God. That debt just disappeared. One foul swoop of the train. Back to even on the season. <laughs> we, got, uh, we got Ryan in Louisville. Uh, Ryan, welcome to the show. Hello. What's up, guys? What's going on, man? And Jackie. Hi. 
Hi. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I used to have a pager and and uh, zero one one three four. What did that mean? Get a cell phone. Uh, <laughs> It was, uh, I had to write it down, hello. That's the only one I could remember. Yeah, that one wasn't very sexual, though, Ryan. No, I know, I know. Yeah, Ryan got no play on the, in the pager days. You were just calling yeah, to tell us you yeah. still got no sex in the pager days? <laughs> no, not you, at all. Do you still have that pager? Hell no, I don't have that pager. I think it's, I think, <laughs> it's I think only doctors have pagers now. Mm, I don't even, I don't think, even think, do, no, I don't think How could a doctor? I mean, that's the worst doctor ever. Don't yeah. expect yeah. him to fix anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> a doctor who has no idea what you have. If I'm meeting with a doctor and he's telling me like what procedure he's about to perform on me, and he's like, "Excuse me, my pager's going off." Like, <laughs> Peace the fuck out of here. I'm I will. Gone. I will do the surgery myself. I have an iPhone, dummy. I need a new insurance plan, Ryan. Thank you for the phone call, buddy. Ryan, an old time fan. I think it's the first time he uh, has called the show. Triple eight five two zero four three seven four is the telephone number. I think we have another piece of news here, Jackie. Don't forget Mike yep. Polk coming up here in a second. Madonna to perform at halftime of the Super Bowl. Oh, God. Yep. Madonna, who has sold more than 300 million records, will perform at the halftime show during the Super Bowl in Indianapolis. The NFL and NBC announced Sunday during the Detroit-New Orleans game that the Grammy Award-winning singer will highlight the show at Lucas Oil Stadium on February 5th. It's a good way to make sure nothing sexual happens. (laughs) (laughs) She is so unattractive. I tweeted, I uh, quoting my own tweets, by the way. Anyone who says, I tweeted this is uh, probably the douchiest <laughs> thing you can do. But I did uh, recently comment on the uh, on the Twitter that uh, now uh, referee Ed Hockley will only have the second most manliest arms of the game <laughs> because she has got these disgusting pythons that oh, I think God. The, even the players Sorry. will be jealous about. I think there was some bit at one point where someone tried to show that and like a, a penis and see if you could tell the difference between Madonna's arms or a dick, like a veiny dick. Right. You really could. It's disgusting. She has the most taut, Ugh. gross skin. I don't get it. This is really the 1%. You know, like Occupy Wall Street, it's like the 99% and the 1%. This is the 1% that can afford to go to the Super Bowl, obviously, who mm-hmm. still care about Madonna. Is it only 50-year-old white guys and their wives who still love Madonna and want to be, you know, 21 again and, you know, actually want to hear like a virgin at halftime? I just, it's so out of touch. <laughs> Every halftime show at the Super Bowl is so out of touch ever since the uh, nipple game. But because, but it really is, the bottom line is this. Like, they know you and I and guys are going to watch. It doesn't matter. It, they could put mimes up there at halftime. It's not like we're not going to tune into the Super Bowl. We're going right. to watch regardless. So what they're going You're not at, tuning out because of Madonna. You're not going to stand well, on ceremony it, and say, it, it, I'm not watching yeah. the Super Bowl this year because I, of Madonna. I am going to watch old episodes of Lost. I'll show them. I am not going to place a thousand prop bets between uh, now and like, the so, Super what Bowl. so the whole reason is they go, well, let's find out how we can try to get you know the Jackies of the world to tune in. Let's find out how we can get all these people that aren't watching. I mean, you got a gazillion people watching the most watched game in a year, and they, they're they're being selfish. They need to get the additional like, mm, let's go after that homo market. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's throw Madonna on there. Maybe we get some rollerblading Real Housewives on stage or something. Get those homos tuned in. Yeah, well, she's going to be collaborating with a team from Cirque du Soleil. So. Oh wow! Yeah. See, they're really. You're right. They're just trying to touch every yep. possible. There you go. They have mimes. You were talking yeah. about there being mimes. That's well. pretty much it. There will be mimes at that at this particular <laughs> point, and they, and they know because then someone will sit around and they they get maybe invested in the game. I don't really think it's probably ever happened. I'd love to see that study. A woman that hated football and like gave her a husband a hard time every Sunday when he would sit on the couch and not talk to her all, and then finally she's like, "Well, you know what? I tuned in to watch Madonna, and now I'm a huge Ben Roethlisberger fan. You know, it doesn't <laughs> happen. You know, it's not going to happen. I know they want to." Sell their pink jerseys, and they want uh, the women to get on board. But it, bottom line is, the halftime show is so irrelevant anyway. As far as I'm concerned, this gives me a guilt-free opportunity to dump out four pounds of guacamole now. 
because I don't care at all. There's nothing I want to see, so I'll just go right to the bathroom. They had uh, Black Eyed Peas, I think, last year. Yeah. And yeah, I, made like a, I made one of the dumbest prop bets of all time at halftime, which was they came out to um, Boom Boom Pow. Right. But I really felt like there was a shot. Cause you know, it always it starts with, you got that boom, 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 but they don't say pow. So I made a $50 prop bet that they weren't ever going to say the word pow. Because I knew it was going to be a medley. It's always mm-hmm. a medley. They don't mm-hmm. get through the full songs. I made a $50 prop bet that they were never going to say the word pow. And it lasted like a good 47 seconds. And Never then, got powed. No, I did. They got powed right oh. at the end and then switched immediately. Oh. They were like, pow, and then went on to the next song and I lost 50 bucks, which was the most, it was a terrible bet. There's a bet really this stupid. year that if Madonna uses her man arms to strangle a live bear, <laughs> <laughs> it's 20 to 1. So. 20 to 1. I'll take that wow. bet. Anything else, Jaggy? Um, well, the elderly are complaining about pants search in the New York airport. Oh, really? In a New York airport. But mm. is that really news? <laughs> what elderly are complaining about getting searched? Yeah, I feel like I complain if I, like, I have to get searched. I like, that, I like how your news girl says something and then goes, is that even news? Is that new- <laughs> it, it was news. <laughs> Well, okay. Well, two women in their 80s put the TSA on the defense this week by going public about their embarrassment during screenings in a private room at Kennedy Airport. Which is the worst airport ever. I just came from there. That place is terrible. They, that like city it? that city does everything perfectly, actually, in my opinion. They're pretty mm-hmm. damn close. Like, New York is the most efficient city I've ever been in. Right. You can get anywhere, anytime, and you can get there more quickly than you ever should for the scope of the city. JFK, they had one guy at Delta checking people's IDs. Oh. One at security. What? It's the worst. It's the, absolutely the worst. You've become quite the flight connoisseur lately. Yeah, I've been monitoring your Twitter. You'll say, like, that was the most uncomfortable virgin experience I've ever had. And then they <laughs> Delta. They really picked the smoothest clouds to fly through. <laughs> I'm like, this guy's put a lot of thought in his flights. I just take a bunch of drugs and wake up somewhere. <laughs> and you're like, uh, minute by minute, play by play on the flight. It's the only thing left to do anymore when you fly. They have internet now. They're just begging you to tweet from 30,000 feet. Mm. So what do they do? They strip down these old ladies and fuck with them? Yeah, she Great. one said that she was forced to lower her pants and underwear in front of an agent so that her back brace could be ex- inspected. Oh, and you know God. how big old women's underwear is. That could take hours to <laughs> yeah. take those down. You know, it, it profiling, I'm all about it. I'm all about profiling. Here's I'm sorry. I, this is what seems to be the big issue. Like I, I it's really almost never the really attractive people that complain about and I could um, they would at least I could see a really hot chick having a complaint being like, "Listen, Clearly, I'm not a terrorist. The guy wanted to, you know, they wanted to feel me. They wanted to feel my underwire. They wanted to see if my nipple nipple fell out. Because if I was a TSA guy, I would clearly not want to see an old woman take her pants down. Even if it was a slow week, I would want nothing to do with that. So (laughs) there must have been a reason to to think that that... Oh, give me a break. And these people try to to play it up like, oh, man, this guy was getting fresh with me, trying to see my turnips. That's what old women refer to their breasts. <laughs> gotcha. I'm not going to do that. All right, 888 is our telephone number. Us at HuffandStapes.com is the email address. At HuffStapes is the Twitter. Right after the break, we got Mike Polk. He created the hastily made Cleveland tourism videos, one of my favorite things ever. We will have him on after the break. And then it's Grosso Gories to wrap things up here on the Huff and Stapes Radio Show. You're listening to Huff and Stapes.
of the Saves Radio Show on the Toad Hop Network, 888-520-4374, 888-520-HUFF Show. I don't know if you guys uh, heard this earlier on, but uh, during Let's Be Frank, which is the show on right before us, where Frank Kramer, the owner of this place, uh, gives you guys advice on uh, anything you might need it on, announced that the build-out has begun at the John Lovitz Podcast Theater, where the shows for the Toad Hop Network will be moving. It will be a live venue right here in Los Angeles at oh Universal God. City Walk. Holy shit. Take that, Lovitz, you <laughs> jerk. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. That's going crazy. Hmm? It's, it's going to be amazing. Crazy. It's going to be unbelievable. Apparently, it's some... Like it's a, there's like an observation room where people can watch you and mock you while you're doing the show. Awesome. Yeah, don't panic. This you were very nervous early on when you first came on the show, Jackie. I feel like you might panic. What, like three years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's in front of a live audience, you might panic. People, is gonna, if there's going to be, let's, let's put it this way: if there's no Jackie, there will be no audience. Right. So, <laughs> it's very important that Jackie's there, and then yeah. the audience will, you know, there's people walking around City Walk, and they're just looking for an escape from <laughs> funnel cake fingers, and they see Jackie. They're going to come in? <laughs> We're I think, good. I think they will come in, yes. All right, triple five, two, oh, your posters of you and just hang them outside the Lovitz Theater. Yeah. Come, <laughs> come for the Jackie, stay for the Jokies. <laughs> That's the new motto for the stuff. I love it. Huff you, and Stape show. You think Jackie's attractive now? Wait until we put her up next to a picture of John Lovitz. Oh, well. Oh, God. You're a 12 when next to John Lovitz. <laughs> that's my compliment of the day for you. you. Next to John Lovitz, you are you. a 15. I don't really know if that's even much of a compliment, <laughs> yeah, really. I'm not yeah. sure. It sounds like an insult in some capacity. It's like, oh, you next to this big fat guy. You're really attractive. Congrats. 888 is our telephone number. Uh, right after this break, we'll be playing Grosso Gories, the greatest trivia game ever invented. Right now, please enjoy... The following song. Fun times in Cleveland today. Cleveland. Come on down to Cleveland town, everyone. Come and look at both of our buildings. <laughs> Buy some food that's prepared near the street. <laughs> Who knows, you might even see this guy. You should come on down to West 6th Street. It's the perfect place if you're a douchebag. Watch the poor people all wait for buses. Who the fuck still uses a payphone? Here's the place where there used to be industry. This train is carrying jobs out of Cleveland. Cleveland leads the nation in drifters. Here's a statue of Moses Cleveland. He's the guy who invented Cleveland. Yeah! There it is, the the return, the hastily made Cleveland tourism video number two, second attempt. The uh, writer of that song, the guy that you heard singing it, the person who performed it, I assume shot it, unless he was just cobbling together stock footage, with, which is possible as well, is Mike Polk Jr. Mike Polk, welcome to the show. Welcome to Huffington States. How's it going? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. You got it, man. Well, look, first of all, if you don't include... The number of people who have clearly ripped off your video to try to get themselves subscribers on YouTube, that thing has at least 5 million views on YouTube. Yeah, pretty crazy, right? What were you doing before you had 5 million views for your YouTube videos? Uh, you know, same old crap. First of all, uh, thanks seriously for having me on, and thanks for playing that again, because I can never get sick of hearing that song. <laughs> Very I, don't, I don't hear it in my fucking dreams or anything like that, so perfectly that will that tease it up nice for tonight. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I've always made videos and stuff. I just don't make, I don't usually make very successful ones. So it's not, it wasn't new to me, the whole process. It's just the success thing. It's funny that four and a half more million people have seen that video than have actually been to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true. Every citizen has watched it four million times. Yeah, they're very proud. You, yeah. s- you still live in Cleveland, right? I do, I'm here right now. And if it's so shitty, why do you still live there? Now you have five million views on YouTube. That's gonna be worth something. That's gonna be at least like five bucks worth of Google AdSense. Yeah, wouldn't you think so? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, you know, it's 
It's my kind of town. I dig the I dig the speed. I dig the low expectations. You know, I'm the tallest guy here. I'm the smartest guy here. Clearly, that, you know that's nice. I've been I've been to Cleveland before many times. I've been to Dragers, Corky and Lenny's. I could talk about some Cleveland establishments there. But sure. your your video makes Cleveland seem a lot better than it actually is, and I don't think that was your goal. Yeah, I was trying to. Yeah, it was, it's. Uh, I, I did try and pretty it up a little bit and make us look good by, uh, you know, using some pretty flowery adjectives. <laughs> there probably is a real tourism board, I would imagine. I've never seen a real Cleveland tourism video, but I, I'm sure there is a budget. Yeah, that's a real one. Have they, uh, yeah, have they contacted you? Have they, have they gotten upset that you have, uh, in a way, mocked them, or are you doing more, <laughs> more good than you intended? You know, they were, yeah, they weren't pleased. Uh, they actually had a, um, they had, like, there's a little blowback. They had a contest where people could submit their real tourism videos. No they, way. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, and the, the sad, it's, you know they're kind of sad. They're on, they're online too. You can find them pretty easily. But they're uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty painful. Um, the funny part is yeah, we all had they, they, our economies based on LeBron James was in all of the real ones <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one doesn't ring as true anymore. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. But were there any? I mean, seriously, what was like the be- of the videos you saw? What what were people actually trying to? I mean, like we don't have race riots anymore. We haven't had a race riot the past three years. What kind of stuff were they actually right, talking our, up our about? River, Cleveland? Our river hasn't caught on fire in twenty five years. <laughs> it's uh, been a minute. No, they, they were. It was like I said. There, you know, I was I was actually a judge on one of them on the thing. I was trying to be, you know, uh, I was trying to. A little face, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll do that." And I went, and it's just you know, they're like, "Come and check out our lake; it's pretty nice." Like, it's, <laughs> so they're all exactly really, like yours. Yeah, they just kept changing the lyrics. Yeah, it was real bad. It was real bad. Hmm. Cleveland so, has some. De- I mean, see, for a while, Drew Carey was like Mr. Cleveland, oh, yeah, that's and he, right, and he yeah. was like the. And he looked like Cleveland, and he banged hookers like Cleveland. Sure. He was, and now he's even like Drew Carey in a way. And now that he's all like Price is Right and thin and weird looking. In a way, he's like, uh, would you say Drew Carey's a sellout? Because for a while, he was like the saving grace of Cleveland. Right, right. No, he did his thing, you know. He's uh, He still talks about Cleveland and everything. And he, he stops back every once in a while and just to check on us. and to like bang a hooker. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure my hookers, hookers are still working. But uh, I actually saw him at a uh, um, Cavs game and uh, it was when I was, I was working for them in some capacity. And Wait, you, you worked for the Cavs? I did, I did. I don't anymore. I was like the arena host. I was like a a male cheerleader, essentially. It was oh, pretty God. embarrassing. I'd rather just brush over that. Go oh, wait. Can we please not brush <laughs> over that? You were a, wait. So you were a male cheerleader? Or you like shot T-shirts into the stands with a yeah, gun or like that? Only my heart was never really in it, and they could tell. So I kind of got fired because like I'd be I try to get people pumped up. But did you do PA good, stuff you know? too? Did you do like PA announcing kind of stuff? Where you're I like, hey, this is LeBron James' teammate. What's his face? He banged his mom before this playoff game. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much that's verbatim. You can, you, you can tell you're a male cheerleader in Cleveland when you actually turn the t-shirt gun on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, we saw him there, and I, we went up to him. We're like, hey, Drew. He was all in like his Drew Carey disguise with like. A hat on, and he didn't have his glasses on or anything. Right. We're like, do you want to get a can we get a shot of you real fast for the jumbotron? And he's like, no, I'm just trying to watch the game, man. And we're like, okay, cool, we'll respect that. And then uh, as the game went on, he got drunker. You could tell that he started to want attention. Oh yeah. god! And then the glasses went on, and then it, still nobody was paying attention. So he came over to us again and said, hey, if you guys want to do that shot, we can do that now. So I'm like, mm. okay, that's that's how we're working this up. Huh? Maybe he was pissed off because he thought you actually called him Jumbotron. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, it's a very offensive name. Yeah, I haven't lost the weight yet. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, Cleveland's waiting to make a big comeback. I heard rumors about a new major uh, major league movie that's been penned as we speak. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. and back, uh-huh. back yeah. in Cleveland. Interesting uh, point about that major league movie, though, uh, which is one of our touchstones, really, is that even that movie, if you really look at it, where it's like the movie where all of our fantasies could have come true, and they didn't even win the World Series. We just won the right to go to the World Series. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so we could have written our own ending to the movie and we could have won the World Series and gone, all gone to space and had like a right. party. Well, they wanted to keep like, it realistic. Keep it realistic even in this fantasy movie. Yeah, how come the movie ends with Willie Mays Hayes being shot in a drive-by? <laughs> that was unnecessary. No, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I really do, I, I do really love this city and I know that sounds uh, cheesy, but I do. I, Sounds I, like uh, a guy who wants to remain I, I, the most I, I, famous I, I, guy in Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I work. I actually, I work out or out of Los Angeles for like a web company there, and I'm out there a lot and stuff. And that place is a fucking hellhole. Everything about that city's terrible. I mean, it's pretty and warm and stuff, but it's just creepy and it's just not. It's it's a uh, it's just a, an awful place to me. Says a guy who's but, eventually going to have to move here when they're like, all right, you're going to write for the pictures, and then you're immediately uh, you'll be the next plane here from Cleveland. Yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, I'd sell out in a heartbeat. Yeah. Don't wrong. <laughs> Everyone's just waiting for their I'm big opportunity to, to sell out. Vir- virtuous or anything like that. I just, if, if I can avoid it, I've been able to avoid it this long, and I'd love to keep avoiding it because it's just not my speed. Are you like the most famous guy in Cleveland at this point? I mean, these are like, these are hugely popular. Yeah, is this what you laid? I mean, is there any ass not involved in this? Not in any way. I'm no, nobody, nobody cares or knows who I am. You guys are just, I only, I mean, I'm a, I'm a terrible guest. I know that I'm, I, I, uh, I'm sure you guys usually do better than me, but I'm barely famous in my family. Like, nobody even knows who I am at a family reunion, let alone Cleveland. Itself. Yeah, you're a terrible guest. We have my friend Chris Grasso, who no, who no one knows in the world, coming on next after this. <laughs> well, we had, we had the guy responsible for the Akron uh, tourist videos, but yeah, uh, he was actually fascinated. But yeah, no, no, I'm glad I'm glad he edged me out. No, but it's it's really not. I'm not in those videos really at all. I mean, you see me just for like a second. And, oh come uh, on, you're being modest. Look, I, I know for a fact. I heard uh, you have a comedy album that's on iTunes called Nobody's uh, Listening, which again is very it's very humble of you to say nobody's listening while charging 99 cents for the songs that you're hoping someone's listening. <laughs> Where you're doing like a live acoustic version of the hastily made Cleveland tourism videos, and people are going fucking nuts at every yeah. punchline. So somebody knows who you are. You're selling it's out amazing. at least a bar or two. It's amazing what you can do with Pro Tools nowadays. Those are actually <laughs> cheering is from uh, actually an episode of Let's Make a Deal, and I just don't know. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. So I don't know why everyone was in costume at your show. <laughs> Explains it now. Were there any lines that you contemplated putting in, and then you at the last minute said this is too mean or or like any, was there any sort of editorial changes? You're like, ah, I don't know if I want to bring this up about Cleveland. No, there really weren't. I mean, if I could, I wouldn't. I don't think I would have changed anything. Luckily, they went out before I could think about them too much. Like yeah. I put them out kind of back to back, and I didn't expect any kind of a reaction or anything like that. You're like up late at night. You're like, what rhymes with date rape? <laughs> <laughs> and the, yeah, I just turned them out real fast. So I didn't really think about them too. I didn't. Uh, think things through very well. A lot of people were pretty pissed about them. I mean, when they came out, and it's been like two years now or something like that. But I was, I got a few death threats and stuff. There's some real people who uh, who were not crazy about uh, the whole thing and thought I was really besmirching the the town and whatnot. And death threats. Yeah, over obviously. a YouTube video, I hear people say stuff like that. You know, like my um my my in laws were doing a radio show, like a, they bought their own time on an AM radio station to do like a conservative talk show. And they're like, someone's gonna wait for us in the parking lot and try to kill us. We're done doing this. And I'm like, no, right, that doesn't right. happen. People don't threaten people over stuff that they say. Really, it doesn't, it doesn't really happen unless you're reaching a lot of people. You had death threats over oh, one yeah. of the funniest videos on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> 
not everybody saw it that way. And, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of comes to the territory, I suppose. But Was it like Crips? Was, was it like Cleveland anything. Crips or what? I mean, like, was it gang members? Like, who's really threatening your life over a YouTube video? Who actually has the Internet that will actually threaten to kill you? There would definitely be, and then I don't, nobody ever took a shot or anything, but, and I don't know who it was, <laughs> but there were definitely some meatheads at bars who, um, you know, wanted to scuffle because they were like, it's fucked up, this is a town that I love, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. And, you got, you, Cle- you got a problem with Cleveland, you got a problem with my whole family. <laughs> I've bartended for like 10 years, so I know how to talk dumb guys into thinking that not fighting is a good idea. Yeah. I'm well, just like, you're the coolest, man. When, Honestly, I'm totally on your page. When, uh, you, you should go that. on down to West 6th Street, and I'll <laughs> leave it at that. When Fox came out with the Cleveland show, did you think about suing? Or? Yeah, I totally, we're in the works. I got a lawsuit in the works. We'll see where it's going. Right. Good luck with all that. Thank so you, you really, you, are, do you ever get noticed? Do people, I mean, other than the guys who want to kick your ass in Cleveland, have you been noticed as, hey, it's the Cleveland tourism guy, or do you get, like, you know, fan mail or, or YouTube people who write to you saying, I love your videos or whatever? Like, what's the best part about being famous on the Internet? <laughs> Uh, I really, honestly, it's not, I mean, you get, you get noticed now and again, but it's, it's not even so much for, like I said, the Cleveland videos, because those things are, I'm not really in them that much, and I don't stick out, but for some of the other crap I've done around here, sometimes people come up to me and stuff like that, but it's not, a. it's never, it's never, honestly, who you want it to be. It's never the foxiest broad there, it's always, you know, the, it's always, like, some awful dude. Well, that's the see. I was going to say. I know what the worst part about being famous on the internet. This show gets you know ten plus thousand downloads a week, and the best part about it is it's all fifteen year old boys that are fans of the show. So you know <laughs> that you can actually never ever ever get laid from any of your groupies unless you're yeah. you know yeah into that sort of thing. That's, that's, that's <laughs> there are so many pictures of me on the internet where I just have my arms around two guys with like, baseball hats <laughs> yes, on. Exactly. <laughs> there's like ten million of those, and that's but that, there's never there's very few of me. Next to like a ten. When did you know this thing was actually? I mean, because I'm endlessly interested in, in like the viral video thing. Because I've tried to yeah. put, we've put up videos that have gotten. I think the most we've ever gotten is maybe six or seven thousand hits. Let's say for a video on YouTube, I think it's the most ever for like a music right. video that we did. When did, did was it like you came out of the gate and it was a million views, or did just all of a sudden one day you're going, holy shit! Clearly something happened here. There's you know two million people that have watched this video out of out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, the weird thing is when it's regional, like, I've had success with some other web videos that actually have a lot more hits, but it's not just concentrated in one area, so you can't see when somebody, uh, like, in, you know, it's all across the country, so you don't see them all the time, but when it, when it was something so Cleveland-oriented, where you're here, and there aren't that many people here, then it's just, uh, when people start uh, contacting you left and right, the local news stations and stuff, that's when you realize you, you hit something, really. And if we, whenever you get a bunch of emails from weirdos who are trying to figure out how to cash in in some way on what you've done. You like know? what? What's well, like an opportunity that you get? Somebody will ask me to, uh, somebody like from a um, Sherwin-Williams paint company will call me and say, what if you did one of those crazy songs but about my office? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll give you $400. It gets pretty crazy around here. You meet these people, I think you'll get some ideas, but don't pick on me. And I'm like, no, I'm not making your <laughs> song for your Christmas party. You should or, do You should do the... Uh... From talent, a lot of dudes from talent agencies who they have no idea what to do with me because really, how do you monetize... Uh, a couple of web videos that got a bunch of views but they'll contact me and they're from like you can be a star talent agency they're like we're gonna make you famous I'm like okay cool how 
And they're just like, I don't know. Well, I think you have the script that I can hand to someone and then take partial credit and money for. I'm like, no, nothing good. And it's like, all right, I'll never talk to you again. What you should be doing is you should be offering the reality, the tour, the hastily made Cleveland tourism video yeah, tour. That's yeah. brilliant. Where people get in a van and you take them to the two buildings and you take them yeah. to the river and you show no, them that guy. Like that. that sounds like a terrific way to spend a weekend. I'm going to, I'll start, I'll get on that. I'll start a GeoCities webpage and start on that. I think that's going to be a big hit for you. A lot of money yeah. coming your way. I got to say, I wanted to see the flats that look like a Scooby-Doo ghost town. I really like that shot. I really, I would, if there was a hastily made Cleveland tour, I would it's take it scary. just for the Scooby Doo That side of the flats does look exactly like that. It's really scary. It looks like a like some kind of haunted carnival. Like <laughs> if that sound if that side of the flats had a soundtrack, it would sound like a carousel that was moving in slow motion. <laughs> oh, so do you live? Do you live in a decent part of Cleveland? Then I assume you don't live. Yeah, I live in a, I live in like a like a little hipstery suburb. Hipstery suburb, which, yeah. so where it's actually expensive mm-hmm. to live there. Or can you still get the get a house no, for the price of a VCR? Right now, I'm walking around. I'm, I'm renting because what 34 year old doesn't? I'm, uh, <laughs> what 34 year old with five million, or exactly. ten million combined views on his YouTube videos does it? I'm walking around my um, two bedroom rental home uh, for, that cost me five hundred dollars a month because this is Cleveland, bitches. Seems like maybe you should move to LA and take up one of those talent agents on taking half your money. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Probably. Not Probably. a bad plan. What I'm about not blowing it, but, you know, whatever. We'll all be dead in 40 years. <laughs> uh, Steve Ufalusi, one of our fans, asks, what is your economy based on now that LeBron James is in Miami? Yeah, I don't have anything. I'm just waiting for him to come back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 get, I get it a lot, you know, like the... I get the, um, especially from, usually from other uh, bitter comics and stuff like, like, yeah, too bad you only write stuff about Cleveland and stuff, but... You know, you write about what you know, and this is where I live at, so this is kind of what I see, and that's what I end up writing about. So what do you do now? I mean, are you uh, are you a working com- comic, writer, whatever? Are you, uh... No, really, it's, it's super boring, man. I work for, I, I write ads, like web ads for a web company, and I do it from home for the most part, but i got to travel out to L.A. like once every couple of months and go to meetings and stuff. But then I just do stand-up and stuff, you know, one or two nights a week just to get drunk and have fun and have people look at me. Yeah, there you go. And so your new video, the new video you have up, how many hits does that one have? The one where you're just screaming at the Brown Stadium in the middle of the night? I don't know where that one's at right now. Last time I looked, it had like, it had about 800,000 views, so. What's up with your boy Peyton Hillis? I hope, I host a fantasy football radio show, and Peyton Hillis is the bane of my existence. Well, I'll tell you what, man, I'll, I'll tell you why it's even worse for me, and this will be the most boring thing ever for anyone except for me and you. But, uh, you know, whatever. This is about me right now. It is about you. That's why you have me on. I have an entirely white fantasy football team. I thought it'd be a good social experiment. <laughs> and uh hey, yeah. Hillis was my number one pick because I had to have all white guys. You got to go after a white running back, right? And he's been he's been out the whole season. It's really been kicking me in the dick. Yeah, who who <laughs> who is on your all white fantasy football team? I assume you must have gotten Jordy Nelson. I did get Jordy Nelson. Okay. I got Wes Welker. But I'll tell you what, the, got... the kick the kick around is a breeze. That's like oh, the yeah, easiest round of draft. I was going to say, you can leave kickers to last if you yeah. do the all-white team, but I guarantee if you're trying to actually win the league, he probably drafted a quarterback first. I drafted him second. I had Peyton to, Hillis, I, had, right. Yeah, you had to go after, you had to get the white running back. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, got, I do have Aaron Rodgers, so I'm in the playoffs. <laughs> there you go. Would it yeah. be devastating if you found out that one of your players was like mulatto or something like that? Middle <laughs> we don't use mulatto. Oh, that I, African-American gentleman. Half-African-American gentleman. I can play him in my flex position. Oh, good. Okay, that's what your flex is for. <laughs> You're allowed <laughs> to play a black man in the flex? Yeah. 
I can play a mulatto in the flex position. <laughs> All right, that's understandable. <laughs> you got to have rules. Who's the who's the commissioner? Who's the com- who's the commissioner of this all white fantasy football league? I have nothing to do with it. I actually I, I hate I kind of hate fantasy football. That's why I decided to do this just to cheapen the experience for all the douchebags who care too much about it. <laughs> and it really threw everybody's draft off because I wasn't making any sense. And they got all their charts out and stuff, and it was pissing them off. And now I'm winning it, just pissing them off even more. <laughs> So we, in this uh, video, you call uh, the Brown Stadium, which I can't think of the name of it, uh, a factory of sadness. And in fact, it's amazing that the Cleveland Browns can find a way to lose almost any game. That's the one thing I can guarantee almost every week when I'm making my NFL bets is the Cleveland Browns will find a way to lose. Even if they're winning, yeah. they'll find a way to lose. You call it a factory of sadness. Now, are there like T-shirts and stuff that people can buy of the factory of sadness thing? I've heard it's kind of like a, a phenomenon unto itself. Yeah, they're moving all over the place, and I see people, I have season tickets, I've been seeing people wearing them at the games and stuff, I was actually down there last weekend, and some black dude went by on a bicycle carrying like 10 of them over his shoulder, going, factory of sadness t-shirts, I'm like, you son of a bitch, I wanted to knock him over. <laughs> he uh, stole your yeah, idea, he's not, by the way guys, he's not famous, no one notices him, but the bootleg t-shirt guys are fucking stealing his ideas, <laughs> and selling them outside the yeah, stadium. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> Uh, well, Mike, yeah. where, where can people find you? Uh, you have a, a website. I don't you have a Twitter. At Mike Polk Jr. is your Twitter. Uh, my my manager, who's now fired uh, as of right now, Dominic, told me it was at Mike Polk, so I just sent it to some guy who's probably bootlegging your T-shirts and uh, had like two <laughs> followers. It's actually, the guy, real quick, the guy who owns Mike Polk Jr., the Twitter and my website is some real estate agent out of uh, Indiana, and it pisses me off. I've been trying to negotiate with him to get that site, and he's like, no. Oh, wait, so, like, wait Mike, the Mike Polk Jr. site is somebody else? No, just Mike Polk. Oh, okay, yeah, Mike Polk. You can't get the actual yeah, you go Mike, Mike Polk. Yeah. And, I don't, just look around. So wait, are you actually a junior, or did you just take that because the other guy had Mike Polk? No, nah, I'm a junior. Oh, you are yeah, a junior, okay. It's legit. How many hits does uh, Senior's uh, videos have? <laughs> Mike Polk Sr.'s website's not doing so well. It's not, <laughs> doing, not doing so hot. He's, he's struggling, and his t-shirts don't tell for shit. <laughs> he's the guy bootlegging. It's all about that poly yeah, cotton blend. Turns out Mike Polk Jr. is a mulatto himself, actually. <laughs> well, um, he'll not be drafted anytime soon. Uh, MikePolkJr.com is the website. At Mike Polk Jr. is the uh, Twitter account. Mike, you're you're a personal uh, internet hero of mine. I hope that doesn't cheapen at all, but I think that video is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I legitimately cried when I saw the hastily made Cleveland Tourism videos. And when my dad got very, very sick a few months ago, every time that I was having a bad day, I would just walk into the room to my sister and go, well, we got fun times in Cleveland again. <laughs> we don't live in Cleveland, but it was it brought me up, buddy. So, you know. No, well, thanks, cool, and man. thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, there goes Mike Polk. Thanks, man. MikePolkJr.com. So that wasn't the Chocolate Rain guy we were just talking to? <laughs> chocolate Rain? That was not Chocolate Rain. We couldn't get him, actually. Somebody so we were a big for... internet superstar. I thought, that we were, I thought that was Chocolate Rain. Now I'm so disappointed. No Chocolate Rain. <laughs> Uh, Chris Grosso with Grosso Gory is coming up here in a second. You can call the show, 888-520-4374 is our telephone number if you'd like to play. Us at HuffandStapes.com is the email. I like that, uh, Mike Polk's. Mike nice Polk's guy. Mm-hmm. Nice dude. Considering um, he's clinically depressed that he lives in Cleveland. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. What is he doing still living in Cleveland? It's really not that. They like, that's the whole thing, though. It's kind of like what I call Iceland, Iceland, because people stay the fuck away because it sounds awful, but really it's actually really nice there. And then Greenland, on the other hand, is not nice. But everyone's like, ah, well, if i got to go to one of the lands, I'll go to the green one. Yeah. Meanwhile, that's freezing and uncomfortable and awful. It's kind of the whole thing, Cleveland. They like to, I mean, not that it's a great place. No one's ever, t- I don't think anyone's ever said, let's honeymoon in Cleveland. But <laughs> I don't think it's as bad as they make it out to be because they like the idea. They like being like the lovable losers. 
That's actually going to be a T-shirt. Let's honeymoon in Cleveland. He's probably going to steal that right now. Put it up. You can, you, <laughs> you can, can have, have it. it. Good luck selling that shit. You know, it's it's ridiculous though. You know, you sit around. Everybody sits around trying to uh, come up with these viral videos. I saw Kevin. You posted some song the other day to "Funny or Die," and you probably think that's going to launch your career into a, the next strata if you get four million hits. And meanwhile, Mike Polk's like, "Fuck, man, I'm writing web ads, and I really don't give a shit." And I, I wanted to punch a guy off his bike the other day, <laughs> and I'm not moving to L.A. It, maybe maybe five million YouTube hits just isn't enough. What is the? How did Susan Boyle get? get popular and it was like 20 million hits for her uh, i think it was probably uh, being on x factor it was bukkake films in, in college <laughs> actually it's originally how she made a name for herself <laughs> jesus christ oh, susan all right also up in staves.com is the email grosso gories is coming up chris grosso will join us newly single newly single oh look out he is on mm. the prowl and ready to defend his title i think we have a caller who wants to play and uh, you know what, Kevin? If you want to jump in and try to compete, you may as well. I'm nervous. At Hub Staves, the Twitter account. Don't forget, at Toad Hop Network, to find out all the latest information about us right here on the Toad Hop Network. This is the Hub and Staves Radio Show. We are back after this. Hub and Staves, Tuesday nights at 9 Pacific, only on the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. Yeah. Coming to you live from the city of Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. So what it do, young nigga? 100. I am on a 24 hour champagne diet. Spilling while I'm sipping, I encourage you to try it. I'm probably just saying that cause I don't have to buy it. The club owner supply it. Boy, I'm on that fly shit. I am with everybody in my past. Don't want me to be, guess what? I made it. I'm the motherfucking man. I just want you to see. Come take a look. Get a load of this nigga. Quit running on me. Don't come around and try and gas me up. I like running on E. I. I'm on my Disney shit, goofy flow. On records, I'm Captain Hook, and my new car is Rufio. Damn, where my roofies go, I'm somebody that you should know. Get to shaking something, cause that's what drummer produced it for. Yes, I make mistakes that I don't ever make excuses for. Like even girls that love me and constantly seducing hoes. I'm losing my thoughts, I said, damn, where my roofies go. Top slipped off like Janet at the Super Bowl. I got Yeah. 
never 24 hours. Money in the power. Come, come to VIP and get a champagne shower. I don't have to worry because everything ours. And I got a big bouquet of Mary Jane's flowers that cush. I promise that's my dude, we don't smoke that Reggie Bush. And I'm with two women, make you take a second look. We popping like champagne bottles, but we never shook. And we gon' be alright if we put Drake on everything. Up and Saves Radio Show with special guest at the Kevin Klein on Twitter. Kevin Klein of the Playboy Morning Show. You can find him there every Monday through Friday, except for like you get the next month off pretty soon, huh? No, I don't. Not this year. You're not really? They're not furloughing you? I was planning on it. I bought some planter kits to try. They go, we're not going to do that this year. We're going to work right through. Really? Because nothing says happy birthday, Jesus, like the Playboy Morning Show. <laughs> Aww. Are you really working all the way through the holidays or no? Not, nope. not, not, not Christmas, but uh, usually we do get a nice like two week hiatus so I can ice my penis but now we're not doing that anymore <laughs> i will be icing my penis but by choice this time <laughs> yeah it's not a forced hiatus not a forced hiatus so where they, they can find you on x sirius xm why do they change the call numbers all the time for fucking no reason like there's just new station in <laughs> number like, just to confuse people they, we had it so good our yeah. subscribership was up again let's change all the numbers of the stations yeah. people know and love yeah that's exactly what I, I can't come up with any other reason but it makes zero sense but they do just like when your audience gets to where you want it they're like now took like a scavenger hunt to try to find who you're looking for now I don't get that. They don't have. It's not like call numbers on on terrestrial radio. So somebody buys up something else. The satellite radio is all owned virtually by the by like a, a guy, right? And the or funniest one thing is they just launched a Spanish version of the Playboy Channel yeah. too, and it's on channel five hundred and sixty nine. The, the the last English speaking channel is at a hundred and something. So they just decided, let's just. Let's just put Create a, some space. a 350 channel <laughs> buffer zone between, God forbid, someone hears a Spanish person speaking dirty. It's like Miami living uncomfortably next to Hispanics. Yeah. That's it. So We're I don't know. 400 <laughs> blocks away. You can find just, uh, you know, find us on Sirius XM. Sirius XM 102. Yeah. There it is. Chris Grasso is joining us in the studio. Hello, Chris. Hello, Scott. Uh, we don't have your intro music, I don't think, because our mm-hmm. Nicholas, a.k.a. Steven the Engineer, broke down on the side of the road. Uh, so no intro music for you. I know you're okay. disappointed. You still think you can win at your own game without your intro music? Is the question. Uh, I, I hope so. But I hope that wasn't the key to my the victory. key to your victory <laughs> <laughs> was your intro music. The way the game works is that Chris Grasso is from Boston. He has a Boston accent. It's very thick. We have never gotten sick of hearing it. The game was created many many years ago. Is the theme for today's show just awful cities? <laughs> hey, Boston's not an awful city. Boston's oh, a great, great city of Boston. <laughs> I'm also from Boston. I just learned how to speak the English language properly. Mostly properly, as I slur my way through that. Uh, so Grasso Gorys is the game. You must pronounce any answer in the form of a Grasso. That means if the answer is car, you must pronounce it ka, or you don't get the points. Jackie, are you going to take score? Yes. Kevin, are you going to help me moderate the game, or do you want to get in the mix here and compete with both playing? Rich Well, I'm very nervous now, because I thought this would be like, uh, you know, the fact the guy comes in undefeated, and this is he doesn't even have to try to put on a funny accent, because this is how he speaks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he already he really has the advantage across the board. I will attempt to participate. Um, it, it, you know, I would love to give the uh, the listeners the opportunity. The winner does get the naked pictures of Jackie. Is that correct? 
What? From the phone? <laughs> yeah, from her phone. Did you go through my phone? <laughs> yes, I did. should never leave the studio and leave your phone on the table. Let me just say. Oh, no. Nice onesie. I can't believe you never <laughs> thought about that before. I can't believe you never thought about it once. That you were handing it out so that people could take pictures of the guests that someone might just get curious and scroll back one. Like, that's not even that weird. Is that that weird, Chris? Have you ever done that with someone's phone? You it's look pretty weird. It. No, I don't look through anyone's stuff. Really? Never? No. You've never even once Gentleman looked. Grasso? Really? Yeah. All right. Although I'm, I'm 100% going to now. I'm not hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> so who do we have on the line here? Let's see. Uh, I think it's Rich in New York. Rich, hello. Welcome to Huff and Stapes. Hey, what's up? What's up, buddy? You're, you were calling to play Grasso Gorys, right? You, like, phoned ahead just to get on with the famous Chris Grasso. I did. I actually, I phoned ahead, and then I didn't want to wait anymore, so I hung up, and then I called back. Well, here you are. Uh, hang Dedication. up. Do you understand the rules of the game? <laughs> Problem. I do. This is the rich French. I understand. Yes, okay, you understand perfectly. Right? He's, he's the rich French, yeah. What, do you think you know him? Do we? I don't know. No, we don't know him. Okay. I mean, we know him through the show. I've known him a long time through the show, but we no, don't know him personally. Yeah. Uh, it will start <laughs> off. It will start off fairly simple. It will get increasingly more difficult. Kevin, do you do you want in? Do you want to compete with these guys or what? I'm going to sit back this round. You're going to sit back this round. All right. You just sit All there right. and fire away. All right. It's very easy to start, Chris. I don't know if you want to do a coin toss or you just uh, want to go first. He can go first. He's, he is giving you home court mm-hmm. advantage. Are you oh. ready, Rich? All right. Okay. Starting off on the very easy. 100 Grasso around here. This food item is known to kill vampires. Garlic. Garlic is correct. That's very good. Garlic is correct. Actually, I wish I had a ding over here. God damn it, Nicholas, the goddamn I, engineer. I Steven, the fucking I, engineer. I can do that while I'm sitting here. That's fine. Ding. <laughs> good. Chris Grasso, here we go. This popular, this popular firework is especially common on the 4th of July. Spockler. Spockler is correct. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> that's, it that's, is, that, that action is so goddamn ridiculous. It it's, hard, it's hard to believe that he actually does pull over at the side of the road and say, give me some spacklers. <laughs> We're going to have a fourth that we'll never forget. <laughs> Rich in New York. These sea creatures attach themselves to hard surfaces and can commonly be found on boat hulls. All right, hold on. Uh-huh. Say it again? Yep, just think about it, though. It must ha- it must be done in the form of a grasso. These sea creatures attach themselves to hard surfaces and can commonly be found on boat hulls. The answer is not Cuban people. <laughs> <laughs> Cubans. <laughs> Cubanos. Re- refugees. <laughs> I love that he turns into Ted Kennedy. <laughs> Re- uh, 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 refugees. Refugees, you hear? No, I got it. I think I got it. It's, okay. Uh, Barnacles. Barnacle is correct. A barnacle is correct. Oh, dang. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That was uh, me. It is now, it's now. Oh, it was you? That, no. Beautiful. It was not. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, good work there, Rich. It is now two to one. Grasso, it's back on you. The, wait, wait, what was the last question? These sea creatures attach themselves to hard surfaces and can commonly be found on boat hulls. Barnacle. Okay. He got it right. Okay. I thought the answer was Mary Jo. <laughs> This word is defined as resin to solve the... That's so horrible. This word is defined as... It's a Kennedy joke, guys. This word is defined as resin dissolved in liquid for applying on wood, metal, or other materials to form a hard, clear, shiny surface when dry. Oh, oh, uh, lacquer. 
Oh, that's not right. Laka is incorrect. Oh, I know this one. Let me, let me La- steal. You- Vanish. <laughs> Vanish is correct. Vanish would have been the correct Laka. answer. Oh, unacceptable. Vanish, right? It's it is Vanish, but well, I, you could, I could be witnitsing history today. You, you know what? Down, Kevin. Kevin, you get <laughs> first right of refusal on any steals. If you can beat both of them, just on the ones that you're Fine. able to steal. So this it's still <laughs> two to one, Rich French. Correct. Yep. All right, it's mm-hmm. two to one to one. You got to write down Kevin's score now. Okay. He only gets a chance to steal. Okay. I like how you give the Jew in the room the chance to steal. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, yes, Jewish contestant. You will just steal when the other people can't get the question right. That's your job, Jew. Jew balls. Uh, this American musical duo wrote the song Scarborough Fair and Mrs. Robinson. Who's, that's to me? That's, oh, that's to you, yeah. the rich French, the one and only. This American musical duo wrote the song Scarborough Fair and Mrs. Robinson. Don't Google. Don't yeah, Google. don't be fucking Googling. I'm not Google, I promise. I'm not. I, I actually, I don't know. I don't know. He doesn't know. Chance steal. to steal, Jew. Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> <is> correct. <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel is correct. I'm not that old. It's not two that old to two to one. Who has the one right now, Grasso? Yes. Yeah. All right, here we wow. go. You're losing it, Chris game. Grasso, it's a history question to you. This woman served as Prime Minister of the United Kingdom from 1979 to 1990 and was known as the Iron Lady. Margaret Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher is correct. That's almost worth two points for Margaret and Thatcher. It should be a double. Well, there's one big one coming up. New I can't studio, get to new rules. New studio, new rules. Two to two to, to two, two, and we're back on Rich French. Rich. Two to two to Jew. We are in state <laughs> capitals. This is the capital of the state of Nevada, or Nevada. I've been apparently I've been given a hard city. time for not pronouncing it right. Well, excuse me. Cosson City. Cosson City is correct. Yeah, good. That's a good one. Cosson City is correct. <laughs> Three to two to two. Uh, state capitals, it remains for you, Chris Grasso. This is the capital of Vermont. Montpelier. Montpelier is correct. Wow. <laughs> These guys are Three good. to three to two. All right. Uh, back on you, Rich French. This type of bomb is a large aerial bombing done in a progressive manner to inflict damage in every part of a selected area of land. All right, one more time. The name of a type of bomb. This type of bomb is a large aerial bombing done in a progressive manner to inflict damage in every part of an area selected of land. All right, all right. Uh, A smart bomb. I'm sorry, smart bomb is incorrect, and we are back on the Jew. Smart, smart. Smart, yeah, I heard smart. Smart, <laughs> yeah, we smart, is, right. smart the, is also the answer it, answer to what you are not, and we're back on the Jew. <laughs> He's concerned he was not he was not Boston enough. He just kept stretching it out longer. I, I know said, he said smart. <laughs> uh, shit, because I think uh, is it an air bomb? A what? <laughs> what the hell was that? You can't just you know mostly it's A R or E R. It's not just you don't just. Go guttural on us. <laughs> I, I thought it was a hide. I got nothing. I'm out. Air bomb is incorrect. Grasso, it's a chance for you to re-steal. Repeat it again. So what? This type of bomb is a large aerial bombing done in a progressive manner to inflict damage in every part of a selected area of land. In three, yeah, I don't two, know. one. Is, it, is aerial bomb? The correct answer is a carpet bomb. Oh, carpet. Right. Oh, carpet bomb. Carpet. It's a carpet bomb, guys. Come you got to give me right. stuff in my wheelhouse. Like, what is the little area around the nipple called? That I could do. Areola. That's a, that's a double one. That one, I would pronounce it areola. Well, then you would lose. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's so simple, really. All right, Chris, it's on you, correct? All right. Yes. These brothers. Now, this is a chance for. No, it's not on you. It's not on you there, Smart Bomb. Um, these brother sister. Oh, here's the thing. You have a chance for 
six points in this question. Oh, you can pull it. It would eventually end the game, wouldn't yeah, it? It could. These brother-sister fast food restaurants have used Kim Kardashian and Paris Hilton in their ad campaigns. Now, name both restaurants for a point each. Name their founders for an additional six points. And basically, you can just smash it all to bits here. Uh, there's Kyle's Jr. That's correct. Hotties. That's correct. And name their founders? Their founders, which, by the way, both have double Boston accents available. Uh, Carl Jr. No and Hotties are both dings. You get two additional points for Grasso there. You don't know the founders. I don't know who the founders are. Do you have any idea? The founder of Carl Jr. is Hot Carl. No, that's a good guess. <laughs> good guess. No, that's not no, right. Not right. Um, what's the other one? Hardy's? Mm-hmm. Hatties? It's the same. It's the same founders. It's a husband and wife combination. Yeah. yeah. All right, Rich, without Googling. Cole Trickle. No, nope, that's not it. <laughs> Guy used to drive the Hatties car. <laughs> Uh, I have no fucking clue. Okay, well, the, the founders are Kyle Katcha and Margaret Katcha. Oh, Jesus. Uh, of Carl's Jr. and Hardy's fame. Okay, what's the score, Jackie? Uh, Grosso's at five, Rich is at three, Kevin is at two. Okay, it's back oh. on you, Rich. The, this company's slogan is live to ride, ride to live. This company's slogan is live to ride, ride to live. Ready for the steal. Um. In three, in two... No, no, in no, one, no. he doesn't know for the steal. Hallie Davidson. Hallie Davidson is correct, oh, oh. and it's back on Chris Grasso. This Swedish actress was nominated for four Academy Awards and starred in such films as Anna Christie and The Painted Veil. This Swedish actress was nominated for four Academy Awards in her lifetime and starred Ingrid in films. Bergman? Ingrid Bergman. It's not even, it's not even close to me. Grasso. As I was saying it, it, just sounded, it everything sounded wrong. Goddamn game is named after you. <laughs> uh, give me the. Give it to me again. I tuned out. The Swedish actress was nominated for four Academy Awards and starred in films such as Anna Christie and The Painted Veil. Margaret Thatcher. Oh. Margaret, <laughs> back to Margaret Thatcher, and that's not right. Rich friends, last chance. You don't know and stop Googling. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't he doesn't know. know. I'm going to make a mean guess. Okay. Helen Keller. Helen Keller is not correct. The correct response is uh, Greta Gabo. Uh, Greta damn it. Gabo. You love that one, Grasso, for some reason. <laughs> Gabo. All right, it's back on Chris Grasso. Um, no, no, it's not. No, it's it's on Rich. Yeah. All right, Rich. This All British right. actor was known best for playing Frankenstein. His real name was William Henry Pratt. This British actor was best known for playing Frankenstein. His real name, William Henry Pratt. As you can see, we're in the very difficult grasso gory. Ready for the steal. Wait, so I gotta think of the. You don't get the steal. The, the Jew gets the first chance well, to steal, and then the you Jew go. gets yeah. it wrong. I will steal. <laughs> yes, this wait, British wait. actor. Oh, sorry, one more time. This British actor was known best for playing Frankenstein. His real name was William Henry Pratt. Uh, Rich, I'm gonna need an answer. Lawrence Livingston. I don't know what. Lawrence what? Livingston. Who? <laughs> How is that not right? I mean, come on. Lawrence really? Livingston. That had to be the yes, right. It was a real bad guess. All right. Uh, I was going to steal with Philip Livingston, but now I'm going <laughs> to have to go with a different one altogether. I can't believe it's none of the Livingston boys. You drink to me. Uh, I would say this one is. <laughs> Doesn't know. Uh, Boris Kaloff? Bo- Boris Kaloff is correct. Wow. I think that <laughs> locks it up. I think that locks it up for Grasso. I don't think there's any way that a rich French can win. Grasso, a chance to rub it in. These coins worth one quarter of a penny or one nine sixtieth of a pound sterling were in circulation until 1960 when they ceased to be legal tender. 
Rub it in. Send them home big. Do the chalk toss. A quarter of a penny? A quarter of a penny or one nine-sixtieth of a pound sterling. That's an important part of the question. They were in circulation until 1960 when they ceased to be legal tender. A sterling dollar? Sterling dollar is incorrect. Jew? It's one It's one quarter of a penny or one nine-sixtieth of a pound sterling, Jew? I would know the penny question of all, of all the questions, but uh, unfortunately I'm going to have to take a pass. He takes a pass. Rich French, last chance. This is American money we're talking about? Well, I said it was important to know one nine sixtieth of a pound sterling. All right, I don't, uh, you are, you're hopeless, Rich. Let's be honest. Wait, uh, I appreciate you calling, and you did a great job, and you you played ball with us. But the correct answer is a farthing. One the fuck is that? farthing. So a big round of applause to Chris Grosso, who comes in here again and proves wow. to be smarter than something? everyone, the smartest man in the room. Yes, you can. We're in that wavy. <laughs> is... You're adding the accent where it that's shouldn't right. be. That's how I speak. <laughs> Can I say something? I just want to yeah. say something real uh-huh. quick. Yep. Uh, I love Huffing Tapes, but uh, fuck the Red Sox. Go Yankees. Oh, Rich in New York. Oh. Boo. Fucking boo. Thanks, Rich, for the what call. A, what a sore loser. Yeah. We both lost, though. <laughs> yeah, no, there were, there were no winners. Whoever wins, we all lose. <laughs> I like it how people assume that anyone from Boston, that's like their Achilles heel. Like that if they if they just, like if you run over like his grandmother, he'll just be like, well, they're Boston sucks. The Red Sox. <laughs> yeah. The Red Sox have no outfield, and like it's gonna d- d- destroy you somehow. Well, Chris Grasso, thanks again for uh, coming in here and just holding court again. You've never lost. You've yet to lose. We have now played the game. I think four times in the history of the show. You've never lost. That's unbelievable. Let's get to some fan emails. He's That's what like, doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care. He came up here to just clean house and then like, whatever. Yep. I drove half an hour for fifteen minutes on the air. Yeah, you can stay on the air while we while we do these calls. Actually, the one I don't want to be on the air. You don't want to? All right, just get the fuck out of here. All right. It's just got real weird, Didn't man. Didn't go. I said, friendly, got to get to victory. I don't want to be here. Usandoffinsafe.com is the email address. We've got a couple of emails here. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Nicole. Apparently, she's a new fan of Huff and Safe's through Toad Hop. Hey, guys, new listener from Toad Hop Network and quickly a huge fan of your show. But I was just listening to the show from last week. And, Huff, you mentioned a license to have a kid. That is a brilliant idea. I love it. You guys are definitely the only show I watch, listen to on the network that doesn't have Heidi, Frank, and or Eric Scott Smith on it. Love you guys, Nicole in Fresno, who also wanted to say, I emailed earlier about the kid licenses and how you're right, but I also want to say to you guys, don't worry about the stupid squad cast dissing your show for saying that man giving was kind of stupid. I love Eric Scott Smith, but Brendan is a baby whiner who cries about everything. Don't let him get to you guys. You're not the redheaded stepchild. You guys are the best show that's been brought onto the network. Nicole in Fresno, California. Thank you, Nicole. Brendan was the guy who was giving you a hard time for not talking. Oh, well, then I agree with Nicole. I think Nicole should need to qualify for a license to send too many emails. <laughs> She's from Fresno. <laughs> Forget about that kid's license. Uh, maybe uh, one email a day, Nicole, all right? Nicole, we Nicole, we appreciate you, and sorry that this guy that we brought on for the week only and won't be asked back is you our time. We know the fans we can get. We don't have millions of listeners like the Playboy Morning Show, buddy. Please, I hate every single one of them. <laughs> oh, our fans or your fans? No, no, uh, both, really. All of the above. Uh, oh, yeah, by the way, just for, for those of you who are fans of the Toad Hop Network, don't forget that on Saturday, December the 10th, you can check out a live stage show in Huntington Beach. You'll get the Heidi and Frank show. You'll also get fellow Toad Hoppers, uh, Joey Medina, and the Squadcast guys. Even if they don't like our show, I'm still willing to plug it. And I think Stapes is going to go as well. So buy tickets to hang out with Stapes, which would just be the weirdest thing ever. Uh, December 10th, 2011 at 6 p.m. Uh, you guys can head out there. There'll be food. There'll be drink. And there will be comedy. 
So uh, make sure you go out there and do that. You guys are having podcasting beefs with other podcasts on the same <laughs> network. Is that right? Is that what's happening? <laughs> kind of, yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's the crux of this? They just, is it like hazing? I, I don't know. Is it like new podcaster hazing? There was no, there's a bunch of things that went down. I mean, one thing was that they gave, the guys on the squad cast gave Jackie a hard time last week saying that she didn't talk ever on the show. They're like, oh, I like that you have that hot blonde chick on your show, but she's on mute. Whatever. <laughs> Finally gave Jackie a chance to defend herself. She said, I agree. I never talk on the show. You guys never let me, which is fair also. Mm-hmm. But then also, I, I guess, I don't know, we've been rolling up here with kind of a big crew. Like if our um, engineers, car doesn't break down we generally have like 15 people rolling in here to do a two-man and one woman podcast so they started taking over unders on how big our crew is going to be then dominic my manager brought up some psycho fan here that got frank in trouble with some other people at the studio and she was like going to stab people or something it was a whole weird thing so i don't know she was weird she was a really weird chick so we've been doing kind of all the wrong things since Mm -hmm. we've been on the station so we're kind of the redheaded stepchildren but it's fine whatever We'll get past it. Uh, this is uh, from Dave from London. Hi, Scott, Joe, and Jackie. Just want to thank all of you guys involved with this show, which I have listened to since your arrival at Poker Road. I always know that you guys would get picked up by a fantastic network at some point. Tuesday, I was rushed to the hospital and diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. It is completely random as I am a fit and healthy 22-year-old and was a massive shock to me and my family. The uh, wards at night are insanely crazy with the most strange people. The only way to get some sleep or peace was to put huff and stapes on continuously. Uh, I'm sure Joe Dub knows exactly what I'm talking about. Let's hope laughter really is the best medicine. Fingers crossed. I will be out on Friday. Thank you so bad, and good luck with all your future shows. That was Dave from London. I don't. Do you say get better to people who have type one diabetes? Can you say get better soon? Is that you can't get better from get that, right? Get well soon. Get well. Get weller than you are. You can't completely fix it, but you, you can't can get fix better. It. From it. You can get better yeah, than being rushed to the hospital. Worse. Damn it, I'll tell you, right. don't send him a fucking get well cake. That's, <laughs> what you, that's what you don't do if they have the diabetes. The diabetes. Right. The type the one. The type one. Got mm-hmm. it. So, uh, yeah, get better soon, Dave Nelson. So my wife wanted to uh, punch a chick this weekend while I was in New York. <gasps> get out. And I don't think she wanted me to talk about it on the show, which makes it more exciting for me to actually talk about it. But And Grosso, you'll appreciate this. Remember... Um, there was this girl that we went to college with who would often have house parties and whatever and lived with my friend Al's girlfriend uh, at the time, this girl Casey, yes. who we randomly run into at a bar in New York, and my wife thought that she was getting kind of handsy, and my wife, all five feet of her, actually, for the first time in my life that I've that I've dated her, said she was, if a girl, t- if she said, if she touches you one more time, I'm going to punch her in the face. Now, to appreciate this, you got to just check out the, one of the one million pictures on my Facebook page of my wife, but to appreciate <laughs> it, you have to understand that she is... Five foot one half inch has never hit anyone in her entire life and would likely lose in a fight to almost anyone. She's an underdog on any card. She, she makes me feel she, like a giant. Exactly. Like I feel really tall around. Well, her. you got to put into account she did used to date a Puerto Rican guy, so <laughs> you'd have to imagine that some of that must have rubbed off, right? <laughs> I mean, you got to. She's got to have some skills just from that. Just from dating in Puerto Rican. If not fighting, at least in throwing parades. She's got to be good at one of the two. <laughs> well, that's what she said. She said, if she touches you again, are you going to punch her or throw, throw a parade? A parade. So interesting. <laughs> I'm going to build a float. I'm going to tie up traffic for three hours, and we're going to rape some bitches. <laughs> you just... You just love the the power of not having not having an answer for this next yeah. week. Yeah, I can't, <laughs> talk, about, I can't <laughs> talk about this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, of course I, not. I, I get in trouble for like, this. What was that whole bit today about Puerto Ricans building floats? No <laughs> one even really knows that. Then you said they're going to rape people. What? Uh, yeah, that's a, the, I love podcasting. Luckily, she didn't throw any punches, but it, you know, it felt kind of good 
for once to have somebody be jealous to, to have her be jealous was of me the, and the girl's the girl, unattractive well was she being handsy like in your opinion was she being handsy no we ended up in a fight we actually did legitimately end up in like an argument afterward because then we got home like it was all like fun and games in the car ride back with her her little brother lives in New York now too and we like just all took a cab back and we're like oh fun times whatever everybody's drunk and then we get back to uh, the place where we were staying her cousin's apartment and we lay down and go to sleep and she starts on me again about the fucking girl she's like I just want you to admit that like she was being handsy and I'm like this is so fucking dumb like she wasn't being if she was being handsy she's an old friend mm -hmm. I lived with this girl by the way in college and never once even tried to hook up with her and we were like blackout drunk every weekend in college and I never once tried to I was just I know that's hard for a girl to understand but it was like I don't know. I didn't think she was being handsy. I kept the argument going until the next morning. I was like, no, I'm not apologizing for this. This is not my fault. The girl was not being that handsy with me. Forget it. Follow, not qu follow question. How yeah. good was the hand job? Was it good? <laughs> it was never, there was never any hand job. <laughs> there was no hand job. Oh. No, she wasn't being that handsy. But it was nice to feel, you know, doted after a little bit. It was nice to feel like. Good you know, for her. I would cool love to see her punch a girl. It's not, not me, like a but it would thing. just be awesome. We're adults. Like, who punches people over being like? Uh, hey. you know, I wouldn't punch a guy over being like, you know, nice yeah, to my you, wife. If some guy was getting yeah. handsy, you'd hit. I, I don't know, I'd you probably I wouldn't. You'd probably say guy. sarcastic remarks, but you would want to hit him. No? Yeah, because I'm. A, by the way, I'm an underdog on any card too, so I'm not trying to <laughs> start punching people. I'm trying to start fights. That's, That's like why my whenever, last. Whenever I go out to dinner with Scott and his wife, I will only bow at her. I don't even shake her hand. <laughs> God forbid one of them touches me. I was like, I don't know, Joe, you think like she would be like really, she would feel really good about herself if you like punched a dude? I would. If Clint punched a guy who was getting hands with See, me, that's because you're still 23 no, and you I, like I think the it'd be drama. Awesome. No, you I still like, like the, the drama. drama. You do. No adult woman wants fights. I mean, well, I shouldn't say no adult woman, but well, normal. I don't want way, him to lose a fight. Normal, well-adjusted women don't want their husbands fighting people because then you go to jail. Like as an adult, you know, and that's no. why I was saying to her, I'm like, you're not punching no. anyone. What are you talking about? That was the first thing. I was just like, you're not hitting anyone. No, you just we're not sound, hitting people. Come on, we're not hitting. One people. punch. They could wrestle around on the ground. <laughs> <a little> bit. <laughs> they don't have to punch each other. They could just embrace and s slowly roll on top of each other. <laughs> I mean, that's a good way to solve problems, right? Totally. And so it's the only way for girls to solve problems. Uh, it's not the only way, but it's clearly one of the better ways. Yes, yeah, so it was like a whole thing. I had to go take it till the next morning. She still wouldn't let it go. She wake up the next day and she does the thing where she was insisting that I like be nice to her first. Like that was, you know, uh, you ever get yeah. to that where it's like yeah, of one course. of you has to be nice to the other one first, has to do something <laughs> affectionate first, or else mm -hmm. the other person won't like come to you. Yeah, like, it's your fault. She was being handsy. I'll throw her off too. Like when that happens, when the big fight happens before bed, and then in the morning I'll go make an omelet. And I'll bring it to the bed. And I'll sit in bed and eat it myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, you thought I was doing this for you, didn't you? Well, I got news for you. I still have done nothing nice. Let's make this very clear. I'm eating this fucking omelet and I'm putting the dish in the sink. Uh, this is from Robbie. Last email. Then we're getting out of here. It's from Robbie who says. Uh, Hey guys, I'm a big fan of the show and have been listening since the early days of Two Jacks. A friend and I have been kicking around the idea of doing a sports comedy podcast for a long time, and it looks like we may actually be recording for the first time soon. I was just wondering if you could shed some light on what it takes to make a successful podcast. What advice, aside from don't do it, would you give someone just starting out? How important is having a hot chick on the show at all times? <laughs> the show is great. Keep it up. Thanks a lot, guys. And Jackie from, uh, actually, his name's Mike. Mike in Milwaukee. I have no, I don't know what to say to that. I have no, I have no real advice other than I think sports is a terrible thing to kick off with. People have like, sports is one of those very specific things where people are going to like ESPN and, and their radios for talk radio on sports. I don't think they're going to the podcast. I don't know. That's just me. I would just go with, what do you say? Sports and comedy? Just go with comedy. Compete with us. It's fine. You got a shot. <laughs> you sound worried. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm very concerned. Yeah. The fans have said a lot of weird things on my Twitter as the show's been going on. Really? Like, like what? what? Well, I forget they're looking at this. Uh, Kevin, that's some jacket you're wearing. Where can I get one? 
How to respond to that? We're going to get one. I'm sure it's a pretty uh, easy answer. Sure, I, know, I found it. Uh, let's see here. Kevin Klein, great guest host on the Huff Stapes uh, Toad Hop Network. From George. Thanks, George. <laughs> I think you're making these up. Um, I swear to you, they're coming right now. Just at, he's just at George? Jackie. How the fuck did that guy no, get no, at no, George? No, no, he's not at George. He's at JPC Poker. Oh, JPR, okay. Do you know who that believe, is? I believe. Well, anything that says poker at the end, I believe. Now you can start making up ones that have poker. Uh, <laughs> Jackie Bray. I'm not sure who she is, but she wrote something nice here. <laughs> oh. So you officially got more tweets than we did on our Twitter. Yes, yeah, very nice. Cool nice. So Kellen Campbell wrote a little thing at me. Ryan, Ryan what, did Kellen, what did Kellen Campbell say? Just listening to Huff State for the first time. Loved the Q's analysis. Huge fan. Uh, but you're dead on, Bernie Fine. You can't tell if you saying I'm dead on my Bernie Fine analysis. Or you're or on. Dead. You're dead. I'm Bernie <laughs> you're Fine. on Bernie Fine. I'm on Bernie Fine. Yeah. He wouldn't let you. He would not let me. He wouldn't give he you had a time to day. in his office for 45 minutes. Didn't so much, didn't do anything. Didn't even, didn't even dim the lights. That is weird. I would be offended by that too. I'd be offended by that too, honestly. It was like all on the level. Like, why not me? You're letting guys mm-hmm. bang your wife and whatever else. All right, at Huff Stapes is uh, yeah, allegedly at Huff Stapes is our Twitter account. At the Kevin Klein was the guest host tonight. You can find out where he gets all of his cool jackets at the Kevin Klein on Twitter, or find him on the Playboy Morning Show every morning Monday through Friday on Sirius XM one zero two, or wherever they move him to tomorrow once we announce where you can find him. Thank you, Chris Grasso, for being on the show. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. I will pay you a farthing when we get out into the other room. You and the Jew will each go home with one farthing. For, nice. that's, our, that's our appearance fee. That's, uh, we put that together. That's one-eighth of a cent we have. <laughs> if my math is correct. Jackie, thank you. Thank you. We will see you next week. Stapes returns next week from Europe. And uh, I don't know what we're going to do on the show next week. It's going to be exciting. Also, don't forget, you can check out the live show this weekend. Uh, that is December the 10th. Check uh, ToadHopNetwork.com or SquatCast. Check out SquatCast Twitter for more um, information. You can buy tickets. Go there December the 10th. Uh, big thanks to everybody else here at ToadHop who makes it happen. Facebook.com slash ToadHopNetwork uh, at ToadHopNetwork on Twitter. We're oh, back next week. The yeah. engineer just got here. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and thank you. <laughs> no, the other one. Oh, the other one. Yeah, he just, he just pulled in. Nicholas, thank mm-hmm. you for uh, showing Nicholas, up. Nicholas made it. All right, guys, we're back next week with more Huff and Stapes. Stay tuned to the Toad Hop Network all week long for more. So long.